Uh, you're in the right mood for this episode, I think. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> right? Well, good luck next week. I did have a brief moment before I texted you earlier at work. I was like, it's not my week, right? Because <laughs> I didn't the do anything. The panic is real. <laughs> I was like, I hope it's not. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Sam. I'm Danielle. And this is the podcast about explaining your weird media finds to your friends who don't know what you're talking about. Yay! We're finally back to our normal. Kind of. I mean, we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> At least two episodes, Sam, probably. Yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> to bring you this episode, Danielle. It's been a long time coming. Uh, okay. I don't want to go through going through my mental yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolodex here. Well, it's been a long time coming, at least in my head. You may not have been thinking about this, but I have. What is it? I have brought you Warriors of Virtue 2, The Return to Tau. There was two of them? Yeah. <laughs> Did I know that? I don't remember if I mentioned that, but there were two of them. Why yeah. were there? How, how was the first one successful enough to need a second one? Uh, somehow the budget got lower. We'll get into that. Oh, oh, boy. This is perplexing. Yeah. Well, this came out in 2002, just to set the stage, uh, with an entirely different cast as far as Wasn't I can tell. Wasn't that much later? When was the first one? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. Don't make me look it up. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Give me a second. <laughs> don't make me look it up. Oh, I'm going to look it up. The first one was 1997, so a good five years later, they made the second one. Uh, I thought that was earlier in the 90s for some reason. No. On a budget of $35 million, it made $6 million at the box office for the first one. And yet somehow got a sequel. A mystery. The sequel, I don't think it was theatrically released. <laughs> so what was it called again? Warriors of Virtue 2? The Return to Tau. The Return to Tau. Was Tau the name of the... The land, yes. The Not land. Tau. That's... Tau. Okay, good to know. <laughs> also, there is some dispute on the Wikipedia page on whether it's Warriors of Virtue colon The Return to Tau or Warriors of Virtue 2 or Warriors of Virtue 2 colon The Return to Tau. So <laughs> make up your own mind. <laughs> I'll gladly put two at the end of anything, so. Unsurprisingly, this is an Australian production, so. This is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So I was going to give you a summary for this, but then I thought, wait a minute, there's no way I can summarize this. So instead, Danielle, why don't you give us a little catch up on the first Warriors of Virtue to set the scene for this second movie? Okay. You, sh you have a lot of practice at this, so I figured this would be a good one for you. I don't know if it's going to be, because I'll be honest, even though I literally just listened to the episode where I recapped it in full because I couldn't remember the title of it, mm -hmm. I still don't know if I remember what happened. It's been a while. I, I'll be honest, Danielle, I did not prepare for this, so I'm going to have a lot of blanks, too. <laughs> There's a kid. Uh, is he? He's not popular, is he? He's like the No, he's not. He's popular. like the water boy on the football team. He gets bullied. Yeah, exactly. He has a leg brace, which I did not remember, so I thought I'd just throw that out there. I think I kind of vaguely remember that, but it didn't seem that pertinent to the story. Um, kind of. Uh, he, oof. He ends up in like a water treatment plant or something. Yeah, so he like finally gets invited <laughs> out by the cool kids. With like, he and his nerd friends about the cool kids, and they take him to this like water treatment plant where they have to tag the wall. Right. And then he ends up falling through a purple 
uh, spinny Well, he steps into a whirlpool, which is somehow in the water treatment plant. Because that's where all good whirlpools are. <laughs> well, every, you can't have a water treatment plant without a whirlpool, Danielle. Come on. Use your head. I know. When I went to my last water treatment plant, there were a lot of whirlpools. How many water treatment plants have you visited, Danielle? I've actually been to a – I shot a music video in a water treatment <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, I asked that question deliberately because I knew the answer was non-zero. <laughs> I didn't know for sure, but I was like, there's a there's a very good chance it's a non-zero answer from Danielle. I don't my life was weird, you guys. Was? <laughs> is. My life is weird. Okay, I've been in a water treatment plant for quite a long time. <laughs> More than the average child. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean again, not surprised. I'm so glad I I, I, I hit the bullseye on that question. And yeah, we uh, fell into a whirlpool. Notoriously, there are whirlpools in water treatment uh-huh. plants. I do, I do recall this. They played a pivotal role in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I don't know, Danielle. It could be crazy. It could be anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that happens. And he falls through and he lands in the land of Tao, apparently. Tao, a mystical land of Tao. Yeah, where there are kangaroo men. And there's like well, a war brewing kind of. or something. Yeah, so there's your classic, you know, downtrodden villagers being oppressed by an evil overlord situation. Who is in the chewing room. scenery. Loved him. Too bad he's dead. Komodo. <laughs> so, so sad. Who had apparently really great outfits. Oh my gosh, he looked fabulous. <laughs> and I didn't get to see any of this. But somehow it's like, it feels like I've seen it distantly in my past. You I, should watch it. Like I have mental images, even though I didn't actually watch it. Danielle, I mean, you should watch the movie, not only for Komodo's fabulous outfits and amazing acting, but also for the kangaroo, uh, I'm sorry, the kung fu kangaroos. It is worth it for that alone. So he he starts training with those guys, doesn't he? The kangaroo people? I mean, again, this is where it gets fuzzy for me. because <laughs> So he, he he meets up with some of the locals. He gets betrayed. There's, there's a girl... That is this really pretty girl he's sort of talking with who happens to be sort of working with Komodo against them. And he ends up falling in with Master Chung and the Warriors of Virtue, which are five kangaroo people who are representative of five virtues and five elements. Oh, yeah. I kind of vaguely remember that. Can you name the five elements? Absolutely not. <laughs> give, give, name as many as you can, Daniel. Just take some wild guesses. Um... Were they actual elements? Yes, it was molybdenum, tungsten. No, I mean, they were like classical <laughs> I'm elements. i about like where they like fire water. Yeah, okay, you got uh, fire, you got water, that's good. Form of an ice dragon. I don't, wire, water, water, fire. Yeah, come uh, on. You, you should have think of four of them at least. I'm totally blanking on elements because I'm I having know that the like five like you know platonic I'm having, elements. I'm having that panic moment where you like forget things even though you know them. Air, wind, Earth, wind, Earth, air, not wind, no air. Fire. Sorry, air is the one that's not there. Oh, that's right. There was one that wasn't there. And that was dumb. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't tungsten? <laughs> <laughs> tungsten, yeah. I mean, tungsten is actually not far off. It's metal. Metal and uh, what's the opposite of metal, Danielle? Non-metal plastic. <laughs> not plastic. I mean, these are natural elements. Um, what's the opposite of metal? I think you can get this. <laughs> it's opposite of metal. Can I? Are you yeah, yeah. sure? Yeah. It, what? It's not plastic. What's the opposite of metal? I don't know, Sam. 
It's wood, Danielle. Obviously, it's oh, wood. wood. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's the five elements. I forget what virtues they represent. Don't ask me. Oh my gosh, Captain Planet would be so ashamed. <laughs> no, no air because that's not a thorn. But you get metal and wood. So, and again, I am sorry if my cultural ignorance, like you know, I'm saying the platonic elements are you know earth, wind, fire, water. That's a very Western-centric perspective, so maybe in Chinese culture, those are the five elements, so... Cannot tell you, but apparently I can't even get the Western elements, so we're right. fine. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like, I'm not saying that's crazy. I'm just saying it's really funny that we have so much trouble identifying them in our own <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. He kills the bad guy. The end. No, and then he returns back, and there's like... um. That guy. Okay, with the let me book. let me let me set a brief or whatever. Scene right, so there was uh, there was a dude in the restaurant, the, the, the Chinese restaurant. Or yeah, that cook that gave him a book about this that he read about Kung, which is life force energy. It's like their what they use to like do their magic powers and their wire foo is they direct their Kung. Right, which we thought would have been gone somewhere, but it didn't really go anywhere. No, in it didn't terms go of anywhere. The, the guy with the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't really do it. He's not really important. <laughs> Uh, but the point is, in the story, there are a few things that happen. Uh, I'm not going to relate them in any particular order. Go watch the movie. But first off, the girl, I forget her name, is killed after she betrays them because she's sort of working for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Master Chung is killed protecting the boy, Ryan, after he gets in the way of a fight between him and Komodo. Right, because you have to, the teacher always has to die. And there's some big fight at the end where they defeat Komodo and he gets pushed back through the portal and... He ends up back in the real world. His leg is healed. He no longer needs a leg brace, apparently. Oh, yeah. Sort of remember that. So what happened was he had been crossing this pipe across the whirlpool, and he fell into the whirlpool. As happens, I'm telling yeah. you. And so this time, he he basically is teleported back in time just before the pipe breaks, and he decides not to cross the pipe this time. And so he is not – it's like a time paradox now. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> and he doesn't make any friends at the end. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's good enough. It's a good enough summary. The, the most important part is the Kung Fu Kangaroos. Yes. The five elements and virtues they represent, which I did not remember. When you don't remember the virtues, are they back in Kung, Kangaroo Fu 2? Warriors of Virtue 2, the Return to Cow. Not Kung <laughs> kangaroo Fu. Kangaroo Fu 2. <laughs> Electric Kangaroo. Kangaroo Fu 2. <laughs> kangaroo. I don't know. It's gotta, there's got to be a way to make Boogaloo into Kangaroo. <laughs> boogaroo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's king of food too. Okay, my mistake. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> That's a good summary, Danielle. We're gonna find out the answers to all of those questions in this Warriors of Virtue Two: The Return to Tao. So buckle up. I'm so ready for this. Good, because I was not. So you open with a simple title screen. That has some swooshy karate sounds as the kangaroo logo and title are zoroed onto the screen, so like slashed onto the screen, like someone was painting with an invisible brush. Excellent. Already loving it. Yep. There's a lot of weird fog that clears up to a panning shot of some city, which the radio broadcast we hear claims to be Beijing. So we're in Beijing this time, Danielle. Excellent. Moving through the world. So this is the (laughs) Beijing expat radio station, which is broadcasting exposition for us. There'll be a lot of exposition in this movie, Danielle. Get ready. Oh, no. Not the dreaded exposition. The radio broadcast mentions that the International High School Wushu Competition which is a thing, has brought students from all over the world to compete here in Beijing. Is Wushu a real thing? Yeah, Wushu is another name for Kung Fu, apparently. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So (laughs) if there is a difference, I don't know what it is. So don't at me. 
First up is the U.S. team versus China. China won the exhibition round earlier this year with their undefeated captain, and Team USA is struggling as their own captain is out, and Ryan Jeffers, the kid from the previous film, which I had to look up because I don't remember his name, <laughs> is, is needs to step in as a sub. And is any of this tournament talk relevant to what is sure to be a fantastic talking kangaroo-based adventure? I have no idea, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out this week on Booker Dorks. I'm going to tell you, this movie does not pull any punches in terms of, like, catch you up to speed. It assumes you have watched and are intimately familiar with every character from the first <laughs> words of her two. So... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of just nonsense. Love that. Well, to be fair, how many people are watching the second one if they haven't watched the first one? I really want to know that then diagram, Danielle. <laughs> it's like a wildly specific movie. Because the movie just says Ryan Jeffers and introduces Ryan Jeffers. And I'm like, is that the kid from the previous movie? Is that his name? I had no, I had to look it up. I had no idea. There's no <laughs> context. a flashback to nope. his, his previous days. It takes a long time to get the point. Like, oh yeah, that's definitely the same kid. So we pan down to a gym where Ryan is sparring with another kid. I, I didn't get his name. I get his name later, but I didn't get his name now. But he's played, I looked this up, by Shrendrak Anderson III. What a name. Yeah, who was one of the Lost Boys in Hook. So, you know, that's pretty Whoa. cool. Good job, good job. Yeah, anyway, so he's sparring with his buddy. I'm going to call him his buddy until I remember what his name is. And Shrendrak. he's going hard since Ryan is concerned that he barely made the team and only because the captain had to drop out, so he was brought in as an alternate, which... I don't know, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> the captain what? is sidelined. You would promote another kid from within, like, number two, the, you know, into the captain role. And maybe, <laughs> maybe Ryan be brought in as the alternate, but not as your direct sub before the captain. <laughs> That's insane. That's not how anything works. Okay. They're like, the president's died, everybody. Go get someone. <laughs> <laughs> the president died. The third party candidate who lost. They're the new president. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the rules work. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, I, again, Daniel. I have not played a lot of team sports or group sports. So I didn't know. Like, is that normal? And I felt wrong. I'm glad that I had my suspicions confirmed. That can't possibly be correct. <laughs> I, I, why would they didn't even? They're not even good enough to make the team. How are they the captain? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if he's the new captain or like subbing for the captain. It's, if there is a new captain, that person's name is never mentioned. But like, I, here's where I literally wrote my notes. Like, wouldn't another kid already on the team step in and Ryan just be brought in as another team member? Or maybe I'm just misinterpreting this. But then why was Ryan specifically named in the radio broadcast saying, hey, the captain is out. This new kid, Ryan, is subbing in. Would they say, oh, the captain is out and his subordinate, you know, the, the co-captain or vice captain or whoever has been brought in as the sub. Like, they specifically call Ryan in the radio broadcast. So I guess they just made him captain. <laughs> I'd like to assume that's the case because that's just insane. It's literally less like two minutes and 30 seconds into this movie. This is I push play and I'm already lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty straightforward, Sam. It just doesn't make sense. Also, I'm fairly certain none of the same actors are back. Like the Ryan actor, completely different kid. So, uh, are you sure? Are you sure you didn't just grow up in five no, years? No, I looked and it look up. Different, different name. Different kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Making sure. <laughs> it's Nathan Phillips in this movie. And in the previous movie, it was Mario Yadidia. So did he? Did Mario have like a flourishing career after this? He has no Wikipedia page, and I'm going to guess no. That makes me sad. He was like wasn't up for for King Fu too. I don't know, Danielle. I mean, I hope he's doing well. I have no ill will towards him. He was great in the movie. I thought it was fun, but uh, I have no idea where he ended up. Sorry. Okay, good to know. Maybe, maybe Mario, if you're out there, please get in touch with us. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> 
totally would. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I, that Again, for whatever reason, when I was like, you know, eight or nine, when I saw this movie, it connected with me in a way that was way more compelling than it had any right to do. So I feel like we have a better chance of Mario being on the show than a lot of the people we've tried to get <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I would love that because, again, that movie, for some reason, I only saw it once as a child. I'm like, that movie impacted me. And when I watched it again, I'm like, why did that movie impact me? I was a dumb kid. But, you know, you can't control your childhood. Because there were Kung Fu kangaroos. How did that not awesome. impact you? It, but it, was, it was like the emotional core it had on me. Like, I don't know what it was, but it hit me at just the right age where like my hormones or my puberty was like just the right point where like I felt that movie. <laughs> I think that's great. It was amazing. We all, we all have media like that that yeah. just like hit us at the right time. Exactly. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but for whatever reason, whatever alchemy of time and hormones made this movie like a huge emotional impact on me. That's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. The second movie I did not see, and uh, let me tell you, I don't think it would have had the same impact. <laughs> you don't know that. So five years later, you might have been in a different space. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway... So Ryan is sparring with his buddy, and he gets taken down by his teammate, who does a little victory dance, which is hilariously over the top. Think like a <laughs> touchdown celebration, which is grossly unnecessary. Is that not how you win everything? Danielle, I don't win anything, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> You've never won anything in your whole life? <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't do a, a touchdown celebration for, like, winning a board game. That's gauche. I don't know. Might be fun. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not inviting you to game night. <laughs> Into game nights with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to another game night. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so the coach decides after this one spar that that's enough practice. Let's hit the showers. <laughs> that was good. Ten minutes. We're done. Yeah, if I was like, I mean, they may be there for two hours. I don't know. So Ryan is helped up by a sparring partner slash friend when he spots an old man sitting on a bench in the gym who looks just like Master Chung. There's like a little flashback to Master Chung. And it's again, side note, if you've not seen Warriors of Virtue 1 recently, you will have no clue who these people are. So who's Master Chung? He was the master from the first movie. He like taught Ryan and taught all the warriors and then died. He was, so he was the guy from the land of Tao. Yeah. Okay. So Ryan sees this old man who either looks like Master Chung or reminds him of Master Chung. Is it the same actor? I don't think so, and I could not find his name in the credits, so good luck. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, so I don't have the same actor. I don't think it is, because no one's the same actor in this movie. And he's, like, having these flashbacks. Why this old man is sitting in the gym watching a bunch of American high schoolers is just a mystery to me, but here because we are. Ryan's special. Jeez, Sam, come on. But, oh, never mind. Apparently, this is an open practice for both the Chinese and the Americans, since Quan, the captain of the Chinese team, is there practicing with his buddies, like, literally the next mat over, and he starts talking smack to Ryan, breaking his reverie. Wait, so yeah. there's an announcer at the beginning, or is that, you said it was a radio? It was a radio radio broadcast. It was just like letting people know that this was a thing that was happening and then you yeah. get to watch the practice. Yeah. Okay, sure. But like, we, the audience, get to watch the practice. Like it, The radio broadcast wasn't like, hey, everyone, come on down and see the practice. <laughs> no, it just, I thought maybe it was like an announcer and then there was something no. going on. But no, apparently, apparently both the, the competing teams are both practicing together so they can all spot each other's tactics. I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> you would think that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works with like big, like large events that are like all utilizing the same gym space or something. Maybe you do. You probably have your own little section, but you maybe you are around They're literally feet people. away from each other, Danielle. They're like next to each other. It's crazy. Yeah, but I'm wondering like, you know, with gymnastics, how there's all the different like things in gymnastics. And I'm assuming, I don't know if like your country gets its own time on the mat 
mat all by itself or if you're like if you know like china's one mat over doing the balance beam while you're doing your sure. floor routine i don't know how that works i've never been to international high school wushu tournament if someone has <laughs> please enlighten me because i could be misjudging this movie entirely maybe this movie is a perfect representation of the high school wushu tournament experience <laughs> try saying that three times fast <laughs> It could be. Anyway, we'll assume it is. Anyway, Quan baits Ryan into a fight, and all the kids circle up, and Ryan starts doing this, like, heavy breathing, and he tells <laughs> his friend, whose name I still did not learn, that he's channeling his Kung, which is as baffling to his friend as it is to me. <laughs> Hasn't he, like, been around this friend for years? He's never done this before. Apparently not. And so Ryan then, like, shoots his hand out, like he's trying to shoot a fireball in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> And then Quan falls over, gripping his heart. But psych, it was a prank. And they all laugh okay. at Ryan. Thank <laughs> he, God. He, he didn't just murder Quan in the middle of this <laughs> using magic spirit powers he does not possess. <laughs> that would have been so concerning. Like, why would you give this little high schooler the ability to kill people? I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, it would be a very different movie if Ryan could still like, go around, you know, stopping people's hearts at will. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Ryan the serial killer. <laughs> I'm going to give 10 million points to the kid who thought fast enough to drop and pretend like he'd actually been hit by something. Yeah, Quan, he's a smart kid. Uh, anyway, they all get up and laugh at Ryan, and then Ryan leaves after noticing the old man is gone. But not before, as he's walking out of the gym, he grabs a basketball from a random cart of them and shoots a free throw on his way out. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now, is anybody playing basketball in this gym? No. Is there just a random basketball cart with a with a hoop next to the wushu practice? Apparently. What is happening to this gym, Danielle? I'm so confused. Take that, Quan. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm so confused. It's all... I, I, this is the first scene of the movie. I'm already lost. <laughs> it's a multi-purpose gym, Sam. Let it go. Apparently so. All right. Cut to that night. Ryan is having troubled dreams. We see him tossing and turning. In his dream, we see a bunch of people running and screaming through a forest. And a dude with a sword wire foos his way around, sword fighting a figure whom we don't get to see that throws a metal rings around as weapons, like large, more than frisbee-sized rings. I have to tell you that when you said switch to that night and blah, 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 I thought you were going to say something about his parents. And then nope. just for a very brief moment, I confused this with wolves. And I was oh. like, did he murder his parents? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, yeah. no, that's this is a no, kid's no. movie. So in the first words of virtue, Ryan Kung Fu murders his parents with his heart-stopping technique. <laughs> and that's why he's sent to Tao like to learn control and virtue. And then in this movie, he murders Quan. Like, oh no, it's happening again. But murderous powers are back. <laughs> I don't know why my brain went there, but I really just for like a millisecond, I was like, wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I think his mother's a real estate like agent or something. I don't remember. <laughs> Whole different plot. Sorry. Uh, amazing combination. I'd watched, I'd watched <laughs> Warriors of Wolves or whatever you want to call the mashup. Wolvers of Virtue. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> So the ring fighter is down by the obviously evil swordsman in his cape, and the swordsman uses his sword to tear an amulet or medallion off his chest, which causes Ryan to wake up with a start, drenched in sweat. Ooh, dramatic. Cut to that morning, some panning shots of Beijing as Ryan and his friend bike through the streets and crash into a bunch of park bikes, knocking them over in a domino effect and causing chaos. It's like they never biked before because they just drive <laughs> right into the bikes. <laughs> Did we ever find out why Ryan got to go to Kung Fu, to Kanga Fu to, land? You mean to Tao, Tao. in the original? <laughs> yeah. He was like the chosen one or something. He helped bring balance to the Kung. I don't remember. It was very Star Wars. 
Okay, okay. And this movie's even more Star Wars, actually, in a lot of ways. I'm looking forward to it. So the, the Ryan and his friend quickly ride off, and then as they ride off, Ryan pulls they into- They didn't do anything? Like, they crash everything, just rode off? Yeah, as they like, oh, get pelted by Fergus. I know, they're, they're not very likable, Danielle. <laughs> Why do all of our movies, have, or even books, have very unlikable protagonists? Because it's a very weird choice. I think it's like one of the defining, like, it's one of the most easily identified weird choices that a media can make is to make you not like their protagonist. Like, that's just a weird choice. It is a weird choice kind of love it so ryan pulls his bike into a random like a lot in front of a vacant a derelict building which for some reason he is just pulled in randomly and his friend is not with him yet and there's this mural on the wall of kangaroos yeah the kangaroos the kung fu kangaroos they're on the wall seriously the yeah yes <laughs> Who in their spare time? Was it the guy, the old guy? Is he like, I'm going to go paint a mural? I have no idea. But, <laughs> okay, I had a question about that. I just realized the question while I was writing my notes here, the, like, the sidebar. I don't know if I talked about this in the first movie, but I just had this thought, like, who thought to bash up kangaroos, which are uniquely Australian, with Chinese mythos? Like, where is the Venn diagram that overlaps kangaroos and Chinese mythos? Because that's an amazing idea. Maybe, uh, who are the... Did we decide who actually made this movie? Was I think they were a pair of dentist brothers. Is a member from that review I gave you? <laughs> Are they Chinese Australian? I, I mean, I think they're Chinese American, but this is Australian. Maybe they're Chinese Australian. That could be it. Because that would explain a lot. Yeah, no. all of it. <laughs> I don't remember who they were. I'll look it up later. But yeah, no, I think that would probably be it. This is a really interesting idea to be like, let's take this Australian, like, there are never any kangaroos in Asia. Like, never once. Like, you would never even find a fossil of them in, in Asia. So, just an interesting idea. Where is this movie set? Did we ever figure out, like, what city, area, country it's in? They're in Beijing right now. Well, no, but previously, like in the first movie. That was definitely the US. It was somewhere in, you know, any town USA. Interesting. Yeah. But it's an Australian film? The first one, I don't know if the first one was Australian. No, the first one is an American production, it looks like. Okay, but I feel like that still explains kangaroos in China, because the U.S. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> the film was based on a series of characters created by the Chinese-American Law Brothers, forcibly to work as physicians and had no prior filmmaking experience. They just probably liked kangaroos because they can hop and bounce and kick. Look, I think it's cool as heck. They're I'm, a natural fit. This is not a, like, a criticism. Arts. I'm being clear. Like, this is not a criticism. I'm just baffled that someone thought of it. Like, this is brilliant. Like, Kung Fu Panda, that makes sense. Kung Fu Kangaroo, wild. Brilliant. <laughs> Great. I do like that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm sentimental. Like, like, just, it just occurred to me. That's like the craziest mashup. Anyway. Ryan's friend then shows up and Ryan is all, hey, look, it's the Warriors of Virtue. What is this place? As if his friend is supposed to make sense of that sentence in any conceivable way. <laughs> He's like, are you okay, Ryan? <laughs> his friend's like, forget all that. Uh, we need to get out of here. And they ride off as the camera lingers on the mural and the music swells. I like to assume that the old guy at his free time was like suspended from a rope painting this wall. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to leave a series of clues where Ryan's going to crash his bike and end up here. And I'm going to make him follow my clues because I'm just a mysterious man. <laughs> I have to assume that's what's going down right now. Absolutely. Not magic of any kind. So we cut to a restaurant where Ryan's friend is asking the obviously Chinese waitstaff for pizza and french fries because, you know, Americans, sure. Why? They're in a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's obviously like a Szechuan place and they're doing traditional Chinese food. <sighs> Why would you not just order Chinese food? It's delicious. They get Chinese food. It's delicious. But his friend is like making like, hey, let's go to Mickey D's, get some real food. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, dude. Like, come on. Totally wrong. And I hate him. <laughs> 
So I don't like his friend, which I think is a reasonable thing to not like a person for. I think so too. Chinese food's great. It's great. So Ryan is nervous for the tournament tomorrow because obviously he's a didn't make the team guy who's brought in to be the captain. Quite a <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> Scoring off against Quan, the captain of the other team. I can't believe that he fell through a portal in a water treatment plant, got trained by Kangafu people, Kangafus. and <laughs> saved an entire civilization. Civil, thank you, civilization. And he was unable to make the team. Make the team. <laughs> What are the qualifications for this this team? This is wild. He was like mediocre at best. <laughs> no, I think there are two possible explanations there, Danielle, because one, either Ryan fell into the portal and it's like, I guess we'll use this kid and someone else fell in and would have done way better. <laughs> you know, could have been like the super powered master and he was just like, yeah, we'll do the best we can with this kid. What's his face wouldn't have gotten involved in that fight. And yeah, exactly. Like, I, he would have, we would have beat them all really pretty easily. Or B, that is alluded to that all like the magic, you know, fighting wire foo powers don't exist in our world. So he can't like use his Kung or use the wire foo that he learned. So but you think that he would still have like actual martial arts that skills? Would <laughs> transfer over apparently the the actual martial arts move are solely dependent on your magic powers and not on any actual physical ability okay shenanigans but whatever you had my first explanation where he was the bottom ringer even in tau and they could have gotten better if some other kid (laughs) fell into the whirlpool they're like man this kid what the heck i guess we'll use him what else we get choice we got (laughs) oh anyway so as they're talking the waiters call out in mandarin or whatever New friends are joining us. Welcome, beautiful ladies. A, a group of three you know, girls walk into the restaurant. And if that's a thing that happened where restaurants announce guests like Cinderella arrive at the ball, then that's freaking awesome. And we need that here now. <laughs> Every time I walk into a restaurant, I'd be like, welcome, kind gentlemen to our restaurant. And the whole like, you know, restaurant has to like applaud. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. It's such a good idea. So a bunch of cute girls walk by and smile at Ryan and his friend. And the latter, of course, decides to rub his chopsticks on his lips seductively, which is very gross looking and not at all sexy. And I, and I do not appreciate it. How old are they now? They're like 15, 16, something like that. I mean, in the movie, they're like 15 or 16. In real life, they're probably a bit older, it looks like. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan is still going on about the mural. And he's asking his friend, like, do you remember the stories I told you about Tao and the Warriors of Virtue when I fell into the whirlpool? To which his friend responds, you didn't fall into the water. And I'm like, that's actually kind of true because of all the time travel shenanigans, he didn't actually fall into the water. Yeah, that would be a very confusing story from your friend that you saw not fall in the water. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you didn't fall in the water. And Ryan's like, well, then how did my leg heal if it didn't happen? His friend's like, I don't know. And then Ryan's like, I'm here in China for a reason. I mean, other than the tournament, I'm here for a reason. And his friend is all, there are no kung fu kangaroos. It was all in your head. If you keep bringing it up, everyone's going to laugh at you like they did earlier. And Ryan's like, I yeah, mean, I guess. That's not untrue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And in any normal situation, that would be correct. There are no Kung Fu kangaroos. Absolutely. I mean, I would wish there were, but there are not. So we cut back to Ryan having a troubled dream again. He hears a voice call his name and he starts awake. But the hotel room he shares with his friend is otherwise empty. So he gets up and leaves. And shortly after, his friend wakes up and notices Ryan left and heads out after him. Cut to Ryan biking up to that mural building. He goes inside, starts climbing the stairs, emerging to a- Why do they have bikes? Because apparently biking is a very popular way to get around Beijing. I don't know. Are these like, there's no adults with these kids? We see the coach once and we have not seen him since. I don't think that's how school trips work. Danielle, there's no chaperone. They're on their own. 
<laughs> I've never once. I mean, I've been in groups that like, like you separate and then as groups, like groups of three, five, whatever, it's like you get to go wander off by yourself and do stuff. And then you meet back up at a specific time when you're a bit older. But just like nobody's ever given us like a vehicle of some kind to go explore. I mean, a bike is barely a vehicle. It's, it's a very, it's not like here, here's a moped or, or a motorcycle. Go, go nuts. Just seems crazy to me. Yeah. I cannot tell you, Danielle, but there's nobody, like, there's no one chaperoning these children. He just sneaks out. And they have a lot of free time on their hands. Yeah, two days worth, apparently. <laughs> Which is insane, because they're in the middle of a competition. Well, training for one, at least, yeah. You would have a lot of practice stuff. Nope, apparently uh, Ryan has time to go exploring derelict buildings in search of his kung fu kangaroo friends. Because it's not like a school trip where you get to go explore stuff. This is like a, you have a purpose for being there. <laughs> and maybe you'd have, like, one free day, but a lot of your, I've done a lot of travel for, <laughs> like, Daniel, competition. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're right. You are 100% correct. They should be like on lockdown, you know, get your rest because you have training from 4 a.m. tomorrow to. Like you'd have a lot of time spent on training. (laughs) You don't have time to like flirt with girls and eat at Chinese restaurants and go biking around and crashing into things. But apparently they do, Danielle. This is a weird universe. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'll let it go. I just I just had a moment where I suddenly I forgot they were in Beijing originally. So it didn't strike me as weird that they were just like biking around having fun. No, Now it occurred to me that that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. You are 100% correct, Danielle. It is absolutely insane. But I mean, the movie just insists it's happening, so we have to go with it. Okay. okay, I'm on board. Let's go. All right, so he's climbing up the building and he emerges into an open space, you know, strewn with rubble, and he walks around calling the names of the warriors of virtue. And he's about to leave when suddenly a light turns on above his head. Ooh. Ryan stares at the light and takes out a small pendant he has and sees, stuck to the underside of the light bulb, the same symbol of Tao. It's like a little swirly whirlpool thing, which I don't think that was in the original movie, but here we are. <laughs> Did he get these, the pendant from the previous movie? That wasn't in there at all, as far as you remember. I don't remember at all, Daniel. I mean, he very well might have gotten the pendant, you know, with the circles design on it from the end of the first movie. That's very possible. I'd like to think that he did it, and this is just something random they threw together. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Absolutely. So, the hanging light suddenly starts swinging side to side, and the light bulb explodes, which causes Ryan to, like, drop his pendant, or the symbol on the bottom of the bulb falls off. It's unclear which symbol fell off, but one of them gets dropped in the dirt. Uh-huh. Smoke billows from a hole in the ground as a voice as voices call for Ryan. Ryan is pulled towards the glowing, foggy hole as we cut to his friend, riding up to the building to see the crazy lights in the building flickering. The friend goes inside, but Ryan is gone. <gasps> dun dun We cross this off to Ryan, laying on the ground in a forest. He slowly wakes up and looks around. A hooded figure finds him and introduces himself as Yasbin. The figure then quickly pulls Ryan aside to hide as soldiers run by. Yasbin explains, Dogon soldiers are on the move and we have to go. Okay. So Ryan's like, sure, buddy, whatever. So previously he had to fall through a whirlpool and this time he just had to be underneath an exploding light. Well, there was like a hole in the floor that sucked him in. Sure. Like a, a foggy. Li- I don't know. <laughs> there was no whirlpool. I, I wish there was. <laughs> Can they just create these suckers anywhere they want? <laughs> Danielle, boy, the the rules for this universe are going to unravel very quickly as we get to this movie. Fabulous. For a movie that has so much energy spent exposition and explaining the rules, they make so little sense. <laughs> so Yasmin takes Ryan to a clearing with statues of all the warriors of virtue, and also a statue of Ryan as a little kid. And Yasmin is all, you remember now. It was all real. We remember all you did for us. And Ryan's like, where are they? The warriors of virtue. So and- wait, 
he remembers now? Did he not remember I an think hour it was ago? Like he had like vague memories or he had like repressed them or didn't quite believe himself or whatever, that kind of thing. But he didn't actually, it's not like he left and forgot. No. Again, a lot of statements are made in this movie that just like accept it as fact. Oh, you remember now. I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. Now, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, he forgot. Let's let's go with it. He seemed to remember when he was fighting Quan or whatever his yeah, yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. Like, there are so many just assumptions this movie makes about how the universe works that are not clear. Okay, well, he remembers now. Yeah. So Yasmin tells him there's a new darkness. We must see Queen Amethyst. And that's Amethyst, not Amethyst. To be clear. <laughs> Is it spelled the same, just without the T? Uh, it's A-M-Y-T-H-I-S. Okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? I called it Amy this, but it's Am- Am- Amethyst. <laughs> yes, I'm sure Amy this was the actual pronunciation. <laughs> this is Amy this. Of the two. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Look, it's like we have to spell Wednesday, like Wednesday, to get the spell right. Like, I gotta call it Amy this to spell it right. <laughs> Uh, classic fantasy name, Amy This. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amy This. No, it's Amethyst. Sorry. <laughs> Cut to an evil-looking castle. Inside, that glowing amulet from before is being held by the evil swordsmen as they lock someone in a prison saying, Mighty ye, virtue of righteousness, power of metal, now imprisoned by such might because the door is metal. Get it? Yuck, yuck. Uh-huh. The prisoner responds, you'll get nothing from this Dogon. So I guess that evil dude's Dogon. <laughs> So the soldiers earlier were his soldiers. Yes. And the amulet you're talking about, is this the same amulet that was earlier in Ryan's possession or different amulet? No, this is not the pendant Ryan had. This is like a medallion, like a, the, the amulet that he saw taken in his dream, uh, the first oh, nightmare yes, had. yes, yes. I t- blinked it out already because yeah. I shouldn't have since it was clearly important. <laughs> mm, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> So the prisoner and Dogon, I guess Yi and Dogon verbally spar a bit uh, about how Dogon will never get cheese medallion, but Dogon is determined to get all the power of the virtues, blah, 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 standard bad guy rant. But the best part of this whole scene is not what Dogon is saying to Yi. I basically tune that out. But it's Dogon's henchman who appears in the scene, kind of in the background, and he looks like a mostly bald carrot top (laughs) who is just... Henching his heart out. Bless him. I love him so much. He is standing there, silently like contorting and writhing his arms and looking very menacing. And I want to know everything about him. He's my favorite thing about this movie. <laughs> you liked him so much you made a verb of hench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm the first person to, to verb hench, but I, I, it's, he henches so well, Daniel. I had to like attribute it to him. <laughs> Is he better than Dogon? He's better than Dogon. I don't know if he's better than Komodo from the first movie, but Dogon is kind of a a lame, like, standard evil guy. He's not scene-chewing. He's just kind of, like, serious. But, boy, his henchmen... Oh, more than makes up for it. for it. Yeah, Excellent. He, there's like one crazy scene-chewing actor in every one of these movies, and this is that guy. He's like, I'm <laughs> going to be the new Komodo. It's my goal. I love it. Oh, anyway, so Dogon's monologuing on about something, ignoring his henchmen. But then he's like, oh, he has these plans to acquire all the power. And then he mentions how his henchman, Volta, was badly burned by Chi, which I guess explains the contortions, maybe? Uh. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, he's just contorting. Is Chi one of the kangaroos? Yeah, Chi is people? the warrior of, of fire. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I was yeah. keeping track of what was going on in the scene. That don't worry. And then how Volta will find Chi and get Dogon what he wants. And Chi's like, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He, he never speaks. He is silent throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and he is the best actor in it. I love him. <laughs> 
So remind me with the kangaroo foo sure. people. Yeah. Kangafoos. Kangafoos, they, yep. They, um, each one has a virtue and a... Element. Earth- the element is element. representative <laughs> of the virtue. Like the, the metal one is the virtue of righteousness is metal. Mm-hmm. Is the element of metal represents the virtue of righteousness. So they each have a virtue and a element that corresponds to that virtue. Okay, thanks. In some way that I don't understand the relationship between the metal and uh, between the element and the virtue. That they exist. Yeah. At least in this. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they've been assigned to each other. There's a reason. I don't know. Maybe they didn't like the warriors of elements, so they decided they needed to throw something else in. They didn't like the, the fifth element of virtue. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bum. laughs> uh, I, I appreciated that joke, even if you didn't. <laughs> Virtues love, Sam. Oh, the fifth. Yeah, why is the fifth element love, dang it? It is love. <laughs> Not in this movie. It's wood. <laughs> My point stands. It should be something else. We cut back to Ryan and Yasbin, who brings Ryan to meet Amethyst, who's just standing around, I guess, in the village area, just chilling. <laughs> the princess? The queen, please. Oh, excuse me, the queen. She's just hanging out. She actually corrects Ryan, who addresses her as princess, like, nope, it's queen. I'm like, you go, girl. You tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd correct them, too, if I were princess and, or queen, and then they called me princess. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, no. You worked hard for that title. Dr. Queen, thank you very much. <laughs> I earned that degree. <laughs> In this situation, it makes perfect sense, though. It's not like it's just some random dinner party or no, something. hundred percent. He gets it wrong, and she's like, no, you're going to dress me with respect, which, yes. She immediately is all, I've heard about a great warrior, but you're just a frightened boy. I didn't call you here. You're free to return to your own world, which, like, what? They heard he was a great warrior, and they know that he was a child, right? I yeah. mean, they have a statue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, but you're just a frightened boy. You're not the great warrior I've heard legend of. God, I didn't call for you. Go away. <laughs> That's harsh. And Ryan, like, understandably uh, offended. He's like, hey, I'm super cool in this place, okay? I mean, I'm not that cool at home, but I'm pretty <laughs> cool here. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, he didn't choose it. Like, somebody called him. It may not have been her that called him, but somebody called him. It looks like they could use all the help they can get. So, you know, maybe don't be so quick to, you know, toss out free help being offered. Yeah, geez, Dr. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new name, Greg. Amy This. <laughs> Amy This. No, no, it's Amethyst, sorry. <laughs> no, it's Dr. Queen Amy This. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This sounds like some weird like, ER character or whatever. <laughs> I'm calling her that from now on. You can't stop me. I, 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 Daniel, I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> Ryan is obviously offended, but she insists it's too late and just walks off. And then a bunch of, like, <laughs> random citizens wander over and all like, Oh, it's Sir Ryan. We remember you. Thank you, Sir Ryan. We remember all you and what you did for us. Oh, my God. Like, the little kids, like, give them flowers. It's all, like, very much like, Oh, the, the hero has returned kind of thing. You look just like your statue, even though you're a completely different person. <laughs> and, like... 10 years old or something like time passes differently in Tao like it's been many years more than it would pass in Earth time does the statue look like the other actor or like yes. a mini version of okay, that's even better <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the other act. I, I, it's a very short panning shot. It's a pretty crude statue, but I, it reminded me more of the other kid than this one. That's fabulous. The way it should be, honestly. Anyway, Ryan is very confused. As am I. He asks, like, hey, uh, where are the worries of virtue? Like, we gotta, like, hook up and bro out or something. And then we get a lot of info dumping. So let me summarize the Yasbin info dump machine. Wonderful. Yasbin explains that each of the warriors was sent off alone to the distant lands of Tau to bring stability there. But they fell one by one when the medallions were taken, which saps them of their kung. But conveniently, Dogon doesn't kill them or can't kill them because if he does, he won't gain their strength. 
But if he has medallions in them imprisoned, he does gain their strength, I guess. So Wait, so where the medallions come from? Originally? So, uh, wait, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, the Wars of Virtue, they have medallions. Just accept they that. They have medallions. So he has to, like, take the medallion. If he the takes medallion the medallion. has their power. So uh, let, me, let me finish the info dump. He explains about the medallions. Okay, sorry. Continue. If Dogon kills them, he won't gain their strength, so he imprisons them. The medallions contain the essences of the five elements, wood, metal, water, fire, earth, and only Chi, which is fire, remains uncaptured. And if Dogon gets him, Dogon will be able to conquer Tao and other worlds like the human world, too. Why yes. do all good guys always seem to, like, carry their power in something that's easily stealable? Is that Stolen. a word? <laughs> Stolen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good try. I swear, I minored in English. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, only only in English might come up with a great word like stealable. <laughs> so I don't know, Danielle, and I don't recall if in the first movie these medallions existed. They very well might have, but I do not recall them in any way. <laughs> I love that you did not put the bare minimum of effort of just no, even re-listening no. to the episode. Of again. course not. <laughs> also, it's way more interesting to go in this like. Imagine I'd coming back to this five years later and, and seeing the sequel and being utterly baffled. <laughs> so Dogon wants all the medallions because he can get all the powers, but if he kills the warriors, because they're apparently tied to their medallions and the medallions don't give them the power. So the medallions aren't the power, they just contain the power, which is in the I don't know, it doesn't make any and sense. And they're to like their only work if the King of Fu is alive. Yeah, pretty much. To like power it. The yeah. life force is the thing that yeah. continues it. Okay. Sure. I don't know, Danielle. It's just Sounds a convenient good. way so that Komodo, uh, so that Dogon, I don't care about Komodo. It's a, like, it's a convenient <laughs> thing that Dogon can't kill them. He's like, why did you just kill them? Oh, he can't kill them. We thought of that. <laughs> but how do they know that? Have they, like, did they try? <laughs> it's, a, it's an excellent question. Were they like, oh, these are the words of Virtue version <laughs> two. Version one did not last. <laughs> there were six, but we previously learned no, in there, the there prequel were, to there were a previous Wars five. of Virtue one. <laughs> Things went south and we made new warriors this time we told them this whole story but yeah you can't die it'll, it'll destroy the power so it's, it's okay i like the idea that there were there were more than five originally but they killed them for their well, that's, little... that's where the that's where the uh, element of i don't know glass what? went <laughs> tungsten <laughs> tungsten sure that's metal vibranium. you need you need like silicon or another another non-metal to be a different element unobtainium right. no i never mentioned that word again <laughs> What, an, what a terribly lazy name for something. <laughs> I hate it. I don't hate like that it's a terrible name for an element. I hate how lazy it is. <laughs> All right. Neon. Neon. There you go. That, yeah, there you go. Neon. The warrior of neon. He glows brightly. His, his, his virtue is illumination. <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's literal. <laughs> It's both literal, literal and metaphorical. <laughs> you think his, you think his power is like bright ideas. That's like the actual metaphorical version. <laughs> he no really. He illuminates dark spots. <laughs> so what is that the metaphor? To, he brings light to dark places, so both just physically wise? and um, emotionally. <laughs> so he's like he'll give out of the demon, and he's like a really good therapist. He's an exorcist. He's, like, he's an exorcist. He's super optimistic, and he's really good at therapizing people. He's good at drawing the demons out of them, like you know, exercising them from the from yes. the shadows. Sure, with their king of Fu holy water. Uh, all right, whatever, Danielle. Fine. <laughs>
Alright, so Ryan is all, I still don't know what I did to defeat Komodo, and if you ask me, I did more harm than good, which, what? He doesn't know how he defeated him? And Danielle, again, I don't remember how that happened, so. <laughs> like, wait, how did it happen? Yeah, because I think there was a glowing light, and then, like, he used the power of friendship or something, I don't remember. <laughs> the sixth virtue. <laughs> <laughs> he used his Kung, his friendship Kung to defeat Komodo. That's his virtue, Sam. Again, I don't remember that, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a mystery of how he did it in the moment. And he wasn't like, oh, I've really ruined everything by defeating Komodo. <laughs> He's like, whoa, how did that happen? He didn't like end that movie going, oh, what a mystery. <laughs> so they're doing a lot of retconning here, my boy. <laughs> if only we could remember the first movie better. Nah, this is better this way, Daniel. <laughs> All right, so Yasmin then explains that even with Chi left, he's a broken spirit. There's no warm bloods, quote unquote, left in Tao. And Ryan is all, wait a minute, they're not Kung Fu kangaroos? And Danielle, Danielle, apparently (laughs) the ruse have reached a higher level of enlightenment and they took shapes that look just like regular people. And I am livid. <laughs> They're not kangaroos anymore. They're not anymore. kangaroos anymore. <laughs> Did they not have the budget? <laughs> uh, I mean, that was my guess. Obviously, they didn't have the budget for the Kung Fu kangaroo costumes. <laughs> but I, why even have a Warriors of Virtue movie without the Kung Fu kangaroos? What's yeah, the point? <laughs> really lame. I'm very upset by this. I, um, I, when I heard him say this, that like, oh yeah, they're not kangaroos anymore. They've reached a higher plane of enlightenment. As if human beings are set on a higher plane of enlightenment than Kung Fu kangaroos. I will not accept that slander, sir. <laughs> Clearly not the case. I oh oh I was I was I had to pause the movie. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I like I explicitly watched this one. I can't wait to see those kangaroos in their in their suits, like doing kung fu. It's not happening, and I am so sad and mad. And like, why does this movie exist? I hate it. <laughs> That's a hundred percent a budget issue. Oh, obviously, but it's not an excuse, Danielle. If you don't have the budget, do it right. Just don't do it. <laughs> you oh, should fight those I, brothers. Not again. Just talking about it. Dear dentist brothers. Yeah. No kangaroos. It's disappointing. We'll just have to move on and deal with it. Accept it. Have you? Have you accepted it, Sam? No. In my heart, I have not. But I I will will attempt to move past it for the sake of this episode because I can't turn the next two hours just ranting about how there should be kung fu kangaroos. Although there really should be. What's even the point? I know. It's a mystery. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. They need Ryan's help. And even if he insists he can't fight well, quote, magic is real and anything is possible. So, sure. Real question. Yeah, sure. Why... Can they not solve their own problems <laughs> without the help of a child? Uh, apparently, the Warriors of Virtue are the only people who actually have any ability to do anything, and all the other citizens are entirely powerless. Except for this one kid from Earth. Right. So everyone else in Tao is powerless, but not Ryan, who is not from Tao. Is there a reason it was set in Beijing? Mm, money? Maybe they got like <laughs> one of those like the Chinese, you know, how they like Chinese like production companies were spinning up or something? I don't know. Sure. Just curious if it had any bearing on I mean, anything. they filmed it in Beijing, too, so I, I think that was part of it. Interesting. I assume it's the same reason. Like, they got, like, some kind of tax break or film grant or something. Perfect. All right. No kangaroos. He has to save the day again. Yep. Because you can't trust these kangaroo people, even when they've enlightened to a higher plane. That is no longer kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same actors? No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> again, I don't think any of the actors are the same. But it doesn't matter because they're not in kung fu kangaroo costumes, so I don't care. Uh, that night, Yasbin takes Ryan to another part of the forest to be trained by a ninja-looking person in a cape. Love them. I think it's obviously <laughs> the queen pretending not to be the queen, because, yeah, duh. <laughs> kind of like 
like having the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too without the turtles. It's insane. <laughs> so anyway, they fight with sticks as swords and a lot of unnecessary flips. There's a lot of unnecessary like wire flips or like tumbling routines that they do in this movie. And it's great. Why is she helping train this kid that she didn't like to begin with? Is there like a deeper plot to this? We'll find uh, out. I think it's like a test, I guess. If she's testing him to see if he's worthy. I don't know. At one point, the ninja raises the stick above their head and a lightning strikes it and it catches fire. So now they start blasting fireballs at Ryan, which is great. I love that. <laughs> Does he use his superpower? Does he like deep oh. breathe and put his hands in front of him? So Ryan whispers, power of fire. Fire and dodges into a shallow pool. He reaches down and pulls out a sword made of water that freezes into an ice blade because why not? Sure, ice blade. <laughs> well, he's got uh, control over all of the powers. Yeah. Apparently, everyone just does. Like, well, you don't even need the warriors of virtue or their medallions. You can just magic it up an ice sword. Yeah, what's the difference between these people and the Kanga Foos? Danielle? Non Kanga Foos. No idea. Not a single solitary clue. <laughs> Because the ninja person does the exact same thing. So apparently they have control for all the elements. When you're the king of foos, they have one element they can control. Wild. Crazy. Anyway, they fight with ice swords, which are terrible weapons. So they would just shatter, I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible idea. And soon enough, the blades vanish and melt as both Ryan and the ninja wire foo around. Then they just scoop up dirt and start throwing at each other like children fighting in the <laughs> playground. Because you can get all the elements involved somehow, I guess. <laughs> They're like, how do we put Earth in this? <laughs> it's terrible. Ryan is knocked rocks. down by rocks. A... Would have been the answer to that. No, they the use way. dirt ball, like literally like snowballs, <laughs> but made of dirt. Ryan is knocked down, and then the magic circle blades fly into his hands from somewhere uh, that Yi, the element of metal, had used. And he fights the sword ninja, the sword the ninja has with his metal circle blades. And they fight to a draw. And the ninja pulls down the mask. Surprise! It's the queen. Surprise! Surprise to no one. Surprise. That's a draw. Good job. <laughs> so he's as good as the queen. Yeah, apparently. She's as good as the queen in this time. He can pull out ice swords with no practice from water and can throw dirt balls not very well. Does that teach her that he's a valuable asset to their team? She explains that Dogon has weaknesses, but they are few and difficult to master. And then they start sparring wire foo style. But question, if she knows Dogon's weaknesses, uh, why don't they just already exploit them? Like, what? <laughs> because you need the chosen ones. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. Duh. Jeez. Anyway, they fight their way to another stalemate face to face. There's some sexual tension. And then the queen leaves saying they'll pick it up tomorrow. How old is the queen? Not that much older than Ryan. I mean, they look to both be about in their 20s, to be honest. But, I think <laughs> but they're, they're both supposed to be young, like like teenagers. Yeah, they're both trying to play like, she may be like, you know, slightly older, like 17 or 18. And he's trying to play like 15 or 16 or something. Okay. Unclear. Anyway, immediately Yasbin appears out of nowhere. Uh, Yasbin appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Take three. It's a funny word. It is. So immediately Yasbin appears out of nowhere to fulfill his duties as an exposition robot by explaining how the queen advised the warriors to each go off alone and blames herself as do many others. As she should. I guess. Why not? <laughs> what does it matter? They have so many warriors. <laughs> Yasbin also blames himself for not overruling her counsel, and surprise, Yasbin is actually Chi, the warrior of fire, who is not a kangaroo, but just an old dude. Oh my gosh. So, mm, question. Yeah. What makes the kangafoos better than the regular humans that have the magic powers? At least they don't have some weird thing that can be stolen from them. Danielle, I don't know the answer to that, <laughs> and the magical element powers used by the characters will never be used again. <laughs> Okay, cool. 
There'll be no more ice swords from Ryan or the Queen, and no more magic dirt balls or fireballs or lightning sticks or anything like that. Because I'm sure that would definitely not be helpful during a fight. You would think! (laughs) (laughs) There is so much just a one-off in this movie. Anyway, Yasmin actually Chi, or what is left of him, Chi gives Ryan his fire medallion, saying that Ryan is now the guardian of the medallion, and it will protect him from Dogon. Although it apparently can't protect the warriors from Dogon, but it can protect Ryan from Dogon. What? Yeah, Doesn't I don't that know. make him a target? <laughs> yeah, sure. But apparently the medallion can protect him, but it can't protect the warriors for reasons that are unclear. Then four guys walk up, and they are introduced as the sons of Mudlap. Who is Mudlap, Danielle? Oh, I thought it was like a place or something. No. Mudlap is apparently a character from the first movie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is all the introduction we're giving to Mudlap. So if you don't remember Mudlap from the first movie, as I did not, you'll have no idea who these people are. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Uh, Anyway, Mudlap was a dwarf person in the first movie who betrayed uh, Ryan. And his children are also dwarves. So there you go. Uh, I kind of remember that. Yeah. It took me a while. This is the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, The first half of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the woods or something. All those those children immediately pledge allegiance to Ryan for reasons. Sure, why not? We cut to Dogon, sitting in his throne, eating an apple, because, sure, while addressing a group of ordinary because people. Because bad guys always eat apples, I know, too. it's a thing, I know. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> He's addressing a group of ordinary citizens with hilarious haircuts. Like, he brings up this one girl who's, like, 12 or something, and she has these, like, random... There are like two strands of hair and pigtails, but they're not like pigtails. One sticking straight up and one's off to the side. It's, <laughs> it, but they're they're braided. It's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> crazy hair day in school. Amazing. Love her. He asks this girl if she knows of Chi, and if she tells him where Chi is, he'll let them all go. But she's like, I don't know. I promise. And he's like, well, that's disappointing. Put them all on the rack. And so they all are <laughs> to be racked, I guess. <laughs> She's like, I'm 12. She's like, I don't care, racker. <laughs> One of the imprisoned warriors objects to this and then, wait, are the prison cells in his throne room? What? <laughs> the best place for prisoners. Apparently all the prisoners are also kept in his throne room with his throne and all, every random audience he has with his subjects is in his prison throne room it's probably so he can like show them off to visitors and stuff i have no idea yeah maybe it's just there's only one set they have and they just cram everything into that one set <laughs> that seems more likely <laughs> anyway dogon is all who gave you the power of these elements who made you the deciders of right and wrong and he's like it's not a bad point well i don't know what's the history of them do we know how they got no, their powers no we don't not that i'm aware of they're just like these are the magical warriors <laughs> right and wrong they possess all the virtue so i come on team dogon here <laughs> Down with the except oligarchy. They seem, except they seem like they've done pretty well. It's not like they're well, terrible. Well for who? I, I think in the movie alludes to this later, very obtusely, so I had to infer a lot of this, but that Dogon is from a land far away from where the where the Ruse live, and the Ruse had gone to that area to bring stability, and it was an area that was not under their protection, didn't have any of the benefits of the Ruse, and was like suffering because they weren't given all the... I don't know. It's, it's not clear, and... But I don't like so the idea not, like, of like equal protectors. Yeah, like they protect the area they're in, but not like everywhere of the whole planet or whatever. I don't know. Okay, and there's only five of them. Can they protect everywhere? But again, that's fine. But it's also a valid point that I don't like the idea of just like, oh, these people are decreed arbiters of good and, and wrong. So listen to them and no one else. But we know that he's actually not better than them. No, I'm not saying don't much better. But again, like all good villains, he has a hint of, of, of a right idea that he's just wrong about how he executes. <laughs> 
Because he wants all the power. Yes, exactly. He wants the power for himself. It's not that he wants to, like, distribute the power equally. He's like, why do you get all the power? Well, I want the power. Does he, I mean, does anybody else have an issue with the ruse, or is it just this one dude? I mean, I think it's just him and his subject. Like, all his soldiers seem to be on board with him, like, getting rid of the warriors and, and breaking their rule, but... That's because apparently he's going to rack them if they don't. <laughs> the politics are, are, again, very, like, there's, like, three sentences that I'm inferring <laughs> all of this from. <laughs> Well, good job. You wrote an entire backstory. Anyway, just after his little speech, he suddenly looks around, nods, and goes, Clever Chi, and starts pulling the hoods off the people, and then goes, He's hiding among your people, isn't he? And like, what? How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) So, there you go. Dogon had a brain blast and just figured it all out. I love in movies when that happens, and you're like, no, what? (laughs) Nobody would think that. (laughs) So again, of course, his headspin drops down from the ceiling and rises a bit. And I guess Dogon <laughs> psychically receives the message about how there's a newcomer that has arrived to help the ruse again. But they're not ruse. I'm still mad about it. Even though they keep calling them ruse. <laughs> Don't call them ruse if they're not ruse. Don't raise my hopes. <laughs> That's so sad. Anyway, his psychic connection to his henchman is endearing. <laughs> Maybe it's some kind of sign language and you just don't understand it. And the writhing could like convey media, like the way bees dance, they convey their location of flowers. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. See? Sure, go with it. <laughs> He's bee dancing. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Cut back to the village. It's night. Orion is brooding. The queen comes up to him and they talk about how she's now the queen of a dying land and how his world is different and she's never been outside of Tao and I guess... They can regularly travel between worlds or something? I don't know. It's like a visa or something. (laughs) (laughs) And they force some more sexual tension between them. He then tries to explain kung fu movies to her for some reason because he's a dork. Uh, then they speak of Master Chung's death and how Amethyst came from a distant land beyond the protection of the warriors to train under him and loved him like a father. Oh, so sad. And how Ryan was there when he died. And I'm not sure if any of this is relevant to the plot or just them going, hey, remember the last movie? So wait, did Amethyst... <laughs> also, also uh, train under him. Yeah, so Amy that Amy, she just said Amy this trained under under uh, Master Chung, but did not appear in the previous movie. Even though was like, wasn't there no there was no crossover time, no. even though he died in the previous yeah, yeah. movie. How much old? Like, is she just is she one of those like creatures that doesn't actually age and is like a hundred years old? It must be because like again, time is different in Tao. It's implied that time moves faster in Tao. So, like, the five years he was gone is many years and things have changed dramatically. But yeah. Which wouldn't make sense yes, for her. Because she would have been a baby while training under Master Chung then, who died. <laughs> and he would have young. died. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I don't, I, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, Danielle. None movie. of this makes any sense. It's all, like, retcon to heck and back. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, then Amy this explains it's not Ryan's fight. She will face Dogon alone. And despite what she thinks, He's not ready. Ryan is pissed at this, telling her Chi's wisdom is more reliable than hers, and she should consider some humility rather than chasing glory to be a hero, which is a pretty wild accusation to make to someone you barely know. (laughs) Wouldn't you feel like obligated to help out if you randomly were like just pulled into this other world's drama and you uh, felt like yeah. you were the chosen one or something <laughs> again i would feel obligated to do that and feel you know, like yeah i guess i, I i'm the chosen like you one must be there for a reason <laughs> I, I i can't remember the book um crap kingdom which is a fun book about a chosen one mm-hmm. who doesn't really want to be the chosen one and like isn't actually succeeding at it and it's like that i feel like that would be me i'd be like ooh. <laughs> 
that's a lot of work. It sounds dangerous. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like for it. Like, I don't really care about you guys. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate you have a problem here. And like, get, I got like a final next week or, you know, like if they did a high school. Like I got like a test. I got, I, got, I got a Kung Fu tournament I got to get into. So I, this is not a great time for me. Like maybe in spring break you can call me. I can help out for a little bit. I don't He's know. He's like, listen, I'm subbing for the captain. I don't know if you know how important that is. For <laughs> some reason. on the team yeah, last week. I'm subbing for the captain. This is a big, this is like my one shot at the Wushu tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean we should this is why we're not heroes, Danielle. <laughs> Never will be. She insists that this purpose was given to her, and Ryan insists that she sounds like Dogon, whom he never met, and Komodo before him, which sure, uh, why not? I, I, I go for it. Well, let's just say they're the same people. <laughs> they basically are. Cut to my favorite hench scrabbling around in the forest floor, stuffing like a dog, leading Dogon to find a backpack. <laughs> Which I had no idea at any point that there was a backpack around. Dogon pulls out a jock strap and sniffs it because, you know, comedy, I guess. And then sees the name written on the backpack. Charles W. Wells. And I don't know who that is, but Dogon seems pleased by this. Is he going to find out? Well, Danielle, maybe. Cut to people <laughs> milling around the forest, like pretending to look panicked. It's really just a bunch of extras running back and forth across the set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the only forest that they have, screaming, oh no, Dogon soldiers are coming. So Ryan Wirefu flips his way to the clearing to fight the soldiers. And like three of them show up. <laughs> and then Mudlat's kids help him fight them off. Uh, then she also shows up along with the queen who swings in on a vine because, sure, let's do vine swinging. Why not? Wait, wait, are they in the forest? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like the village or no, something the for some reason. <laughs> There's like three sets. The forest, the Is village. This the kind of, are these the kind of trees that have vines? I, I, apparently so, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is more like an evergreen forest or if this is like a jungle forest. It's kind of like, it feels like a deciduous forest, but with vines. Okay, sure. Uh, so they fight as the soldiers all round up civilians, I guess, looking for Chi. Chi is eventually faced by Dogon, but instead of fighting Dogon, the hench fights Chi. And he just does <laughs> all the flips, like bounces around Chi, and then like flips upside down and is like hovering like ankles up in the air hands down above chi's head and grabs chi's head from above like spins him around like a top and i love him so much more of this guy perfect no notes <laughs> is he making up for the lack of king of foos oh uh, yeah he is the best thing about this movie hands down is this implying this is this is implying that the henchmen of the main bad guy yeah. can take out a king of Fu. yeah exactly well, a broken spirited king of Fu who gave his power to ryan uh. Uh, and takes him out uh, easily. <laughs> like, he just flips upside down, grabs his ears, and, like, spins around in a circle, and he gets all dizzy and falls down. That's the end of Chi. I disagree. <laughs> Amazing. It's a, it's a perfect scene. <laughs> With Chi defeated, Dogon orders them to find the newcomer! Ryan and Amy this fight back to back, defeating the soldiers. Then Dogon shows up with more soldiers, having captured Mudlap's useless children. Dogon knows Ryan's name now, not just as newcomer, I guess, but then notices Amy this and says, Of course, you're more beautiful than I remember, but she is not into it. Gross. How old's Dogon? Eh, 30s, mid 20s. Gross. Mid 20s, 30s. Again, I don't know how old the queen is. She could be 32 and she's a Mackinac teenager. The ages make no sense. And maybe Dogon's also a teenager, but just looks older. I don't know. It's hard, hard to say. So Dogon paints himself as a savior to others neglected by the warriors. Like Amy this, who had also lived far enough away, did not benefit from the warrior's virtues. Nah, nah. 
All right. But she seems in, she seems okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what her plan was. Anyway, Dogon demands a medallion from Ryan, but he's like, oh, wait, the medallion gives you special powers, which is very nondescript and apparently did not help the Kangafus against him. So what? I thought he couldn't, like, yeah, I thought Ryan was protected because he, he had the medallion. That's the special powers that he remembers that the, that, so Dogon's like, fight me. Oh, wait, you have a medallion that gives you special powers. Never mind. <laughs> it gives you special powers, special enough that I can't fight you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Again, why do they help Ryan? But not the king of foods who are ba- I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like they forgot to add something into the script. Or took it out. A lot of stuff was changed in the script. <laughs> so Dogon then demands, like, give me the medallion or I'll kill your friend. And then he pulls in Ryan's friend from Earth, uh, whose name is Chucky, apparently. Charles. <laughs> I kind of remember that, actually. What? Uh, yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was my question. <laughs> that that backpack was Chucky's backpack. Apparently, he got sucked into the portal, too. We just didn't get to see that because, surprise! Wait, what was his name? C. Wallace? Charles, Charles Wallace? Wells or something like that. Oh, Wells. <laughs> I was like, Charles Wallace is the character. No, yeah, not Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea. No, but Chucky. Chucky's there. Hey, everybody, Chucky's here. All right. <laughs> and he's the comic relief character. He's always quipping, and I do not like it. <laughs> I like to assume he was like at the 7-Eleven or something in Beijing and he suddenly got sucked through a portal and disappeared. I mean, that'd be way better, but like Dogon finds a backpack of his already there. So uh, how did the backpack get? I don't know. Questions for the ages. This movie makes no sense. Like the original <laughs> movie had its sense making problems. This movie is like actively destroying sense. It's so bad at making it. <laughs> It's like any with less sense than when it started. <laughs> Somehow. Negative sense. So Chucky's all like, do it. Give him the dallion. While the queen and chair like, don't give him the dallion. <laughs> but Ryan caves and tosses Dogon the medallion. And then Dogon- oh, Come on. Yeah, Ryan, how are you in charge of things? <laughs> yeah, absolutely the worst choice to give him the medallion. And then Dogon immediately captures them all, like ties them up, ties their hands up behind their back. It's like, like- I- I promise I'll let you go if you give me the medallion. <laughs> no, he's like, I won't kill your friends, what he said. He didn't say he'd let them go. And he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let you live in that shame. And, oh, oh, hey, Amy, this. Did he tell you how he was responsible for Chung's dying? Did did he tell you that? Huh? Did he? So don't let was, explain. He, was he responsible? I don't remember, but he's going to explain it to us anyway, <laughs> so let's find out. <laughs> So Dogon explains how Chung died protecting Ryan, who got in the way while he was fighting the other dude, and that Chung would have won if Ryan had not been there and had to, like, distracted him. So let's say that's true, just for the sake of the movie. (laughs) Uh, So then Dogon hauls them all away. One little kid who escaped sees them all and then runs off. This is not important or ever brought back up later. I thought it might have been, but it's not. Seriously? Yeah, nope. The camera doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, like, run to get help or nope. anything? Nope. He's just there observing things. <laughs> doesn't like, let the kangaroos out? <laughs> nope. He just sees this, like, nah, well, I guess I'm, I'm lucky I'm out of this. I'm going to tell everyone not to worry. We're all screwed. It's <laughs> funny. Back in Dogon's castle throw room prison, Dogon takes the last medallion up to a plinth in the middle of the room where he set the other medallions into a sphere, like a half a concrete sphere, sit on top of this concrete plinth thing. And it brings up the last medallion saying, I've promised you a world without shame, and with this I bring it to you. And all the soldiers like chant his name, Dogon, Dogon, yeah, Dogon. <laughs> Where's the henchman? He's there, but he can't chant. He's silent. He's mute. <laughs> Aww. Poor Henchy. Henchy, okay. His name's Henchy, sure. Henchy the Henchman. <laughs> not his name. It's like Voltar. Again, I forgot his name immediately. I just called him the Hench for the rest of, the, of my notes. 
So Dogon places the last medallion in the sphere. Some glowing magic happens, and he reaches inside and pulls out another. Ma- nope, another medallion. It's another like a rock <laughs> on the on a chain. It's a rock on a chain, Danielle. <laughs> He got five medallions. Inside a medallion. Yeah, he got like five medallions together to make a a sixth uglier medallion. It's the inception of medallions. It's it's baffling. (laughs) He kisses the medallion and then puts it on as more light surrounds him and then he vanishes. His hench seems. The end. Yep, yeah, there's a movie. He's done. Hilarious. And if we like, wait, what happened? We're like, oh. No one knows. His hench is actually vaguely confused. Like the hench wanders up and like is looking around and they're like, oh. You didn't think he was going to take you with you, do you? And they had just like a like, sad hench about that. It's very sad. Uh, does he change teams? No. <laughs> he didn't learn anything This is why he's the good teams. hench, because he's loyal to the end, no matter how badly he's treated by his henchy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on, henchy. So Ryan uses that distraction to start a fight while tied up with the soldiers and just rinses them with the queen's help. <laughs> like, the soldiers are not a challenge. How did they get captured in the first place? It's astonishing. <laughs> anyway, they break free from their bonds. After all, the soldiers are knocked down and then facing down the hench. The queen threatens, like, hey, you see how easily... Ryan took out all these people. He could kill you just with a touch. And the henchers are like, oh, and he runs off. All the soldiers who were briefly knocked down all get up and run away too. So like no one's killed. It's just like, oh, they were briefly knocked down and decided to run away. Which, what the heck? That was so easy. Terrible soldiers. Terrible, terrible fight. I'm so sad for them. It is really sad. You don't seem so broken up about it. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're preoccupied with something else, Danielle? I am not preoccupied. I was wondering where what's-his-face went. Dogon? Yeah. Don't we'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> Save me this attempts to free the warriors of virtue from their jail cells, but apparently, quote, the doors are sealed until the star crystal is returned. I can't believe they didn't try any of this earlier. What, this- How did they get caught so fast? What are you talking about? We'll try anything you want earlier. The kung fu moves? Why no, they- like getting getting the kangaroos out of their the prison cells cell? and stuff. Like, why didn't they try anything earlier? Great question, Danielle. I don't know, but apparently they're trying to get them out now, but the doors are sealed until the star crystal is returned. Was that the thing Dogon made from the other medallions? Sure, let's go with that. That's the star crystal. Fine, whatever. The movie will so, not explain. So, so <laughs> um, how are these locked before the star crystal existed? I don't know, Danielle. It's a great question. <laughs> See, if they had tried this before they got caught, they would have better answers. That's entirely possible. The Star Crystal locked... I, it, why? The movie just is throwing things out there left and right, <laughs> making stuff up out of thin air. It's clear it doesn't have any idea what's going on. Because how would they possibly lock those without the thing existing then why, in the first they, place? Like, didn't need the, like, they were like, oh, I'm going to put them in the special lock. But I eventually make the Star Crystal, it'll seal it permanently. Like, Hopefully I don't need to open these in the meantime for any reason whatsoever. It's, I mean, it's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, of course, you need the Star Crystal. What's the Star Crystal? Don't ask questions, kid. <laughs> So Ryan has a heart-to-heart with the warriors. Some of them talk about how the emptiness is there and worlds will fall. But she says that Dogon can still be defeated if they get the Star Crystal back. So Amy, this is all, sure, I'll go after him. But like, he freaking vanished. How do you plan to go after him? You like magic your way to him? Like, what is the plan here? Just wander. He's probably just like reappeared somewhere else on the planet. They then mentioned that the portal to Ryan's world can only be opened by the Star Crystal, which... Uh, question. Hey, that was ever mentioned how before. Did it how did open he get before? here? Yes, how did it work before? I'm so confused. Yeah, this movie is a make it up as it goes. 
Did he end up in Beijing? Is he like trying to rule the other world now? We'll get to it, Danielle. So please say he's in Beijing. Please say he's in Beijing. We'll we'll get to it. (laughs) So the, the, the portal to Orangeville can only be opened by the star crystal or, quote, by one who is already a traveler. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what is a traveler? Ryan is a traveler, I guess. Even though You both- can only get there if you've been there before. But that also like Chucky is I guess also a traveler then? What what's the criteria? I don't understand. <laughs> Well, Chucky's backpack is a traveler. He just got caught on it. Oh, okay. That's, that's how it works. Uh, so did Dogon, and so my, I start writing my notes here. Did Dogon go to Ryan's world? I don't know, because Ryan <laughs> then takes that to mean that he can just go home, leave this all behind. So he's like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm out of here. Sorry we failed, guys. I can't help you. I'm not strong enough. Uh, good luck with that whole your, your world is dying thing. I'm out. Did Dogon take over the captain role on the team? No, he's now the coach for the, <laughs> for the for the Wushu tournament. No, he took over Ryan's position now that Ryan's been missing oh, for yeah, Ryan, at least okay. 24 hours. So Ryan is out. So they're like, oh, get a sub and somebody. Oh, you go get a random dude who can do Wushu. You're in. You, you look like you could do Wushu. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'd love to see him like dressed up in the tournament like, bow, fight. <laughs> Anyway, Amy, this is all, you won't have a home to go to if we don't get that crystal. And Ryan is all, oh, now it's we? So, like, it's that kind of thing. Wait, destroys the world? He's like, apparently, uh, Dogon is going to not just destroy Tau, but rule other worlds too. Like, sure, there are other worlds besides Tau and Earth, fine, but they're never mentioned, and we never see them, and they don't matter. Why does one little star crystal rule all the planets? I don't know, Danielle. It's a, a mystery. Why do five kangaroos have the ability to rule the entire- This was Dogon's question. <laughs> Dogon was right. See? He's like, why do you have all the power? Who gave you the power over everything? It's a good question. Dogon forever. It's better to have five people than just one, though. Sure, sure. But, like, it's better to have none with all absolute power. <laughs> Maybe there are Kangafoos in all of the different worlds. There definitely are not on Earth, that's for sure. How do you know? Maybe you just haven't met them. They're ruling from the background. Okay, yeah, that's it, Danielle. They're ruling from the background. They're like the Blizzard people running the government, sure. <laughs> all right, so Amy, this, and Ryan argue a bit. Uh, eventually, Amy, this, asks for help. He's like, I need your help. And Ryan mopes about failing everyone. Amy, this, tells him that... He didn't fail them. Only reason it seems like he failed is because he's striving for perfection. But perfection is an illusion. And that even the warriors have only mastered one virtue, not all of them. So, you know, chill out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a learning curve. Life is a highway, Danielle. We're going to ride it all night long. All night long. So Chucky, Ryan, and Amethyst all gather around the stone sphere thing that Ryan... And, and Ryan mag- magics them back to his home. So if that's where Dogon went anyway, there was no way for Ryan to just go home and forget about all this stuff and just leave it all behind because it's like it's already in his world. So there's like, this wasn't even a choice. The argument is moot. So he's taking everybody with him. Yeah. Well, he's taking Amy this and uh, Chucky back. And they're just going to wander around Beijing and see if they can find him. I guess. Yeah, that's the plan. What is this like last action hero? What is this story? So Chucky is all like, I'm out. I'm going to get on my bike and I'm out of here, guys. I'm no longer part of this scene. I don't need to die. I already had a knife in my throat once. You're on your own. Peace. <laughs> and he, he is like mad at Ryan that Ryan is like, no, I want to say and help Amy this. Try and stop the crazy magician loose in this world that, oh, yeah, literally just tried to kill Chucky. So like that may or may not be loose in this world. Yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. So why is Chucky a moron? Like, that's not my problem. Wait, so... Mm... Yeah. So how come of all the places in the entire world, he would have ended up in Beijing? I don't know. I wanted to end up in the sewage treatment plant, but that didn't happen. (laughs) 
been funny flashback he's like, in the u.s they're in beijing he just like finishes his competition up <laughs> they can't fight till he gets home <laughs> yeah, they have to wait till the trip's over they get back and like oh it's too late dogon's already taken over oh well or he's in some country where he doesn't speak the language and he's like stuck in peru and he's like hey i can't get out well, i mean that happens Daniel. oh my gosh we'll get to that uh so we cut to dogon wandering through the streets of beijing sticking out in his cape and fantasy you know like armor gear because obviously he watches street vendors and rickshaws with interest before stealing an apple from a stand and when he walks away all the formerly fine apples are now rotten and dead why i don't know maybe he's like sucking the life energy out of them apparently now he's like a a life vampire his powers are nonsense this whole movie is nonsense danielle but it's getting progressively worse. It, 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 it really, I told you, it gets uh, the more rules it explains, the less sense it makes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan and Amy this are running around looking for Dogon, and Amy this explains that she can feel his presence because while in Tao, his evil was everywhere. But there is so much good in this world, so he sticks out. And I don't know what world she's in, but that does not <laughs> sound like the world I know. <laughs> 2002 or whatever it was, a simpler time, Sam. <laughs> it must have been, because that's bull. That's, that's nonsense. There's no way. It's like, this one is so pure and good that I can sense his evil from a mile away. And also, their world was not bad. Their yeah. world was probably more peaceful than ours is. <laughs> well, for sure. But it was just suffused with, uh, I guess, Dogon's evil that you couldn't sense him. Like, you can distinguish him, pinpoint him in his city of evilness. Okay, sure. Also, Ryan is all like, ooh, how come you can sense Dogon? What's your connection? She's like, no time for that. We got to go. <laughs> you may or may not be related to me. <laughs> Amy Thist does explain that he wasn't always evil and that it was actually Dogon's idea to send the warriors off alone one by one. So, like, she was manipulated by him. And she never explained that to anyone. She's like, no, it's all my fault, but never bothered to explain, like, Dogon's role in all of this. So that's a choice she made. Well, she probably still thought it was her fault because she believed the guy in the first place. Yeah, sure. But I think the context They're still not matters. related, right? No. They were definitely former lovers. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, he was hitting on her earlier. That'd be creepy. No, no. Definitely former lovers. So as they run off, the Master Chung-looking old man is shown just hanging out in the background on the corner of the street they were talking by. And this dude hanging around in all the background scenes better freaking pay off is all I'm going to say right here. <laughs> why? You could just be like the chef that really has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so why do they keep bringing him up? <laughs> Cut to Dogon asking a random police officer to, like, take me to your leader. But he gets no response since Dogon does not speak Chinese, but does speak English for some reason, just like everyone else in Tao, <laughs> since he uses his mind powers to murder an American tourist that makes a smart remark about his clothes. He kills him? Yeah. Just, like, like uses a mind blast and kind of kills over and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's dying! And, like, to, like, give him CPR or whatever. That's intense, man. <laughs> murders a random tourist. Wild. <laughs> He then bumps into Quan, the you know the captain of the of the other uh -huh. the Chinese. Is it going to turn him evil? No, I wish. I, that was my first thought. He was like, "Oh, recruit, <laughs> perfect." But no, he just bumps into Quan and smashes his trophy before he spots a rickshaw and walks off. As Quan's like, "Hey, buddy, you want to go?" But he doesn't want to go and just walks what off. Trophy. The what trophy, trophy he won for winning the tournament because Ryan and Chucky were not there they to compete. They missed the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> tournament's so over. Sad. Tournament's done. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All that set up for no payment. I'm assuming that's a tournament trophy because the trophy's never addressed. No one ever mentions what it is or why he has it. I'm so, one, I'm so upset that Ryan never gets to pretend to be captain. Nope. And then two, that 
Quan is not a recruit of this nope. bad guy because that was an obvious thing to do. <laughs> my, my first thought, like, oh yeah, he's going to team up. They're going to do like their Cobra Kai evil team versus the exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, nope. Nope. He's just like he's just somehow a... he gets involved in a high school like yeah. <laughs> fighting. Wushu. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, I wanted to see Dogon be like, you know what? I decided not to take over all the universes. I'm going to. <laughs> Train this Chinese wushu team to be the best there ever was. That's my new I'm goal. I'm so in life. upset that that didn't happen. He's like, I'm so invested in this high school tournament. I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be like Miracle on Ice, but you know, the other way around with them trying to beat the everyone else at wushu. That would have been such a good movie. Uh but no, he just bumps into him and like makes him mad, and walks off. He doesn't even like put him on his team to help fight nope. evil. He just ignores oh, him sad. entirely after breaking his trophy. <sighs> That makes me sad. He would have been such a good recruit now that he doesn't need a new henchman. No, uh, yeah, exactly. There's yet no hench here. Who's going to hench for you, bro? You need a hench. Sad. Wild. Does Quan speak Chinese? Do we ever establish that? No. He only speaks English in this movie. I'm like, he probably speaks Chinese, but he only speaks English in this movie. I was just curious because he would have been a good translator for yeah. surviving this. Yes, more, more uses for the hench. <laughs> like a million ways going to work Quan into this story. <laughs> You're like... You're like, you're like the most practical evil villain. I need I need a person who speaks the language. I need a good hench. Let me go, oh, you seem evil. Let's recruit you. He's probably he's got Great. some You'd kind of vibe. Wild hench. Oh. You'd be a wild evil villain. He he's got he must have some kind of vibe meter where he can like stand next to somebody and be like, yeah, you're evil. Come on. Uh, a vibeometer? You mean a vibeometer? Yeah, Everyone's like... got a vibeometer. Oh, I see. You have the evil vibe. You'll fit right in on my hench team. Like an evil dar. Just like on the Wushu teams, I lost my captain head, so you're not going to step in as a substitute captain immediately. No training required. <laughs> exactly. It's all it's all the same. It's all a metaphor. I'm deeply disappointed that nothing happens with this stupid contest that was oh, going on. The tournament is irrelevant. No one cares about it after the <laughs> after this. It's, it's over. It's apparently over, and they lost. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to learn some kind of lesson about nope. not being nervous. No, nope. like, <laughs> nope. he hasn't even learned better kung fu. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> what a wild story! This, again, this story is crazy. Like all these things are introduced and they never go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so cut to Ryan stealing a bike so he and Amy this can catch up to Dogon. They bike to a square where food vendors. Whoa, and whoa, whoa! I need to know how Amy this knows how to ride a bike. She doesn't. She like hops on the back of it and he pedals off. With okay, Dogon. okay, okay. <laughs> They bike to a square where food vendors, acrobatic performers are performing, and there's a crowd of people. And I guess they track him down with Amy's... Evil Dar. Evil Dar. Yeah, it's whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Dogon in his cape, standing next to a food cart, looking just hilariously out of place, like a Ren Fair guy, not at a Ren Fair. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a random dude like in Ren Fair costume in the middle of a, just a regular city square. I can't believe he hasn't stolen real clothes yet. No, he does, he does not care about this. He's, he's there to look good. So they square up, and Dogon uses psychic blasts from his hands to knock Ryan flying backwards, and then invites Amy this to join him. Like, hey, look, you're clearly going to lose. Tao is already going to die, because I have all the the life force of Tao in the crystal, I guess. And so, hey, join me. We can, like, rule everything together. Blah, blah, blah. And she's all like, mm, no. So he blasts her, too. Hilarious. Just gone. <laughs> he's just dead? No, I mean, just blast her. He's, 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 he's like a, such a dismissive, like, okay, blast. 
And he was flying <laughs> backwards into some, you know, rubble. Why didn't he just kill her? He's already killed a tourist. It's not like he's trying to rein it in. You, you would think. So as he walks away, he's confronted by Quan, who's like, I'm going to kick your butt for breaking my trophy. So like, Quan kicks him, and uh, they start fighting. And, well, it's not much of a fight, as Dogon just trashes him. And he's about to kill him when Ryan shows up and challenges Dogon while Quan runs away. He's like, get out of here. I got this. And he's like, Dogon, let's fight. I'm so disappointed in the use of Quan in this movie. It is atrocious. <laughs> So Ryan says, as he's learned enough to defend himself against negative Kung, because, like, Dogon's like, oh, I'm surprised he's still alive. And Ryan's like, well, I've learned enough to defend myself against negative Kung. And sure, I, wh- whatever. I, the movie is just making this up. I, yeah, he, he definitely had a training montage, I'm, I'm guessing, where he learned negative Kung defense techniques. Let's go with it. Was the first movie? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. But why did he already know that then? When, uh... This is, like, the most haphazard chosen one ever. I know. It's so, like... <laughs> It's chosen, but it's like, the universe is really doing its best to help him along, and he's failing. It's like, he's like the chosen one on easy mode. Like, let's give him all the help he can get. Even if he fails, we're going to prop him up. Like, oh yeah, you are negative, Kung. Don't worry about it. So, Dogon goes, show me. And instead of blasting him again so that Ryan can show him his defense against negative Kung, they just start having a, a Kung Fu fist fight. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. It does not make any sense. But, this is honestly... The best part of the movie because it's the coolest fight scene. It's actually entertaining and it's like completely have like they're, they're doing the fist fighting through the square with him and Queen Amy this and, and Ryan and Dogon. They're all fighting and there's even like props like a pink umbrella just like a Jackie Chan film. And there's like some fun slapstick where Ryan gets up on a ladder and Dogon like chops the ladder in half. So Ryan's like doing stilt walking and it's <laughs> like – it's hilarious, and, like, the tone is completely out of sync with the rest of the movie, which is much more serious. <laughs> it's also this, like, costume fantasy-looking dude doing kung fu in a normal-looking street while, like, two normal-looking kids are, you know, fighting him. It's wild. This is completely a weird bunch of slapstick grab-bag kung fu stunts. What's going on with the crowd that's watching? They're all, like, cheering and clapping like it's a acrobatic performance. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is definitely Cirque du Soleil or something. Like, some tourist Until somebody that. dies, this is going to be great. Yeah, exactly. At one point, Dogon knocks Amy this and uh, Ryan down, and the crowd starts, like, pelting with onions because, sure, <laughs> why not? And he starts, like, slashing the onions with his sword like Fruit Ninja or something. <laughs> And after that, he hops into a rickshaw and demands to be taken out of there because I got to escape. Got to go away from Ryan and Amy this for some reason. <laughs> These kids are winning. And we pan up. We see the person pulling the rickshaw is... Choo-choon, chong ting It's Chucky. Was. It's freaking <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. Why? Why? How? How did Chucky get a rickshaw costume? Get a rickshaw? Like, my only... Ooh, ooh. My only assumption is that... Chucky must have been, like, moonlighting as a rickshaw driver or whatever. <laughs> rickshaw delivery service, whatever you want to call it, service to get some extra money. Like, rickshaw Uber back in the day and just happened to pick up freaking Dogon, who insults him. Like, calls him an idiot. Like, get out of here, you idiot. Let's just go. And Chucky's, like, not happy about that. And, like, flips the cart up, tumbling Dogon out the back of the cart, which apparently is all it takes to knock him out unconscious. Dogon defeated. Done. <laughs> job chucky freaking chucky in his rickshaw side hustle defeats dogon what the heck i'm gonna assume 
Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going sure, to sure. assume. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> that the whole first movie and the entire part of the second movie that we've heard so far is really just a build up for the chosen one, which is actually Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. It's like a long haul. They knew that Dogon was going to be the ultimate evil that would try to take down the ruse and he'd be much better at it than what's his face from the first movie. Yeah. And yeah. so they were, there's just literally just building They're just trying to get Chucky. And he was like, what's his face? The main character, Ryan. Ryan he was like just a ploy to get Chucky. <laughs> Like, we need to have like in ball. order to get everything to line up, we have to have the 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 pawn first come here, which will get Chucky in the right place at the right time to make him fight Dogon. Yes, exactly. Got that. it. You're brilliant. It's all it's all like <laughs> Final Destination Rube Goldberg style setup to get Chucky to be in the right place at the right time. I feel like you cannot prove me wrong. I do not want to prove you wrong, Danielle. I want to prove you more right, if anything. <laughs> Maybe Chung gave him the idea. Sure. He like he like zipped past him and was like rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> rickshaw, chung, chung out, rickshaw. <laughs> Just following him down the street. Master Chung it. says rickshaw, bye. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chucky finds the star crystal on Dogon's body and they all like wrap up Dogon's body in a sheet. Why don't they just kill him? Because, uh, good question. So they're wrapping Dogon's uh, body up and the police show up. <laughs> well, they'll put a damper on your killing. Right. Before the police can arrest anyone, Quan and his gang start pelting the police with veggies, telling Ryan to get out of there. We got this. So they had a real quick character arc. I guess Ryan attacking Dogon was left to like, yeah, he's a bro now. <laughs> he, he fought the guy who tried to kick my butt. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to come back to fight the police to save him. So Quan, most weirdly used character in the possible of the entire movie. <laughs> I'm deeply concerned regarding his story arc. Who wrote him? <laughs> Someone who <will> understand <laughs> character development, I guess. So Ryan and the gang put the unconscious body of Dogon in the rickshaw and head back to the mural building and look for a portal. Smoke starts pouring out of the hole in the floor, and away they go, presumably just leaving Dogon wrapped tightly in a sheet to die in the abandoned building. <laughs> him with them? <laughs> they don't take him with them. Unfortunately, back in Tao, it looks terrible because, surprise, Dogon's body got sucked back through the portal. He's escaped already. He's, like, already gone. <laughs> take him to the abandoned building, kill him, <laughs> and then suck his body back to Tao. Nope. To get rid of it for evidence. Come body on. Made, apparently the body made its own way back to Tao and got there before the others, and somehow he, like, unwrapped the sheet and got away and, like, regained consciousness and got away before they, they appeared Bananas. through the portal. Completely irrational. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. This movie's bonkers. <laughs> this movie is like every scene is so full of insanity. It's it's amazing. <laughs> the, the thing you least think is going to happen is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. So Amy this tells Ryan to head back to the fortress to restore the elements with the crystal before the emptiness is complete, which is like very like the nothing from the never ending story. Yeah, right. Which goes nowhere because we never learn what the what the emptiness is. Like no one ever talks about it. It's never visualized. We just hear that like, oh, we all feel sad because of the emptiness, but that's about it. <laughs> Can become emo. It's the 90s all over again. Anyway, uh, while Ryan and Chucky do that, she's going to go after Dogon. But first, she gives him a goodbye kiss. Ryan then wire foos off. Chucky can do it too. Like he, Chucky like has learned wire foo immediately from watching <laughs> Ryan. And they're like, we've already established that you can just learn anything by thinking it. Yeah, literally, he jumps off, and Chucky's like, "How do I do that?" And Ryan's like, "Jump!" And he's like, "Okay," and he does it, and it works. <laughs> Not even think happy thoughts, just jump. Man, why are the kangaroos in charge of anything when all <laughs> right? of the kids can just learn it by, like, 
doing. And there are still no kangaroos in this movie, and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Amy this returns to the glade of the Rue statues to find Dogon, and they fight. It's a much less fun fight than the previous one, so I'm not going to talk about it much. Uh, Dogon is winning. He knocks Amethyst down, telling her that Tao is dead, and she should give him the crystal so they can leave together <laughs> instead of her dying along with the rest of Tao. Okay, well, you convince me. <laughs> yeah. No, and again, to be fair, like, Everything looks dead. The trees are looking dead. There's lots of fog. It's a very ugly place right now. I don't understand why that would matter or happen. Because the life force is the virtues. The I don't know, Danielle. Apparently it's like... Except the life force still exists in the star crystal. Thing. Yeah, but it's like taken away from... I don't know, Danielle. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like they disappeared. They became a like more like solid ob- one object. Yeah, you think that may be concentrated. Maybe it's taking it out of the ether to concentrate it into the star crystal. Sure, let's go with that. I don't know. Anyway, Amethyst says she's not afraid to die, that Ryan has the crystal and will restore the virtues anyway, and like, where to spill the beans to Dogon and tell him <laughs> all about your plan, Amethyst. Great <laughs> tactics there, buddy. <laughs> Meanwhile... Queen Amy this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan and Chucky make it to the fortress, and it looks spooky and empty inside, and it is spooky and empty inside. They make it to the jail throne room, but the warriors are gone. They're just piles of clothes, like dead Jedi knights. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, just gone. Nothing left. Just nothing. The cell is empty. Doesn't matter. They're gone. Not even baby kangaroos? <laughs> nothing. No, no ruse. No humans. Nada. Piles of clothes. They've been Jedi knighted. That's so sad. Ryan is very confused. I am also very confused. Do you think they turn into kangaroos? Ryan. Do I think they turn into kangaroos? Chucky and Amy this. I, I know you it think happens. they're like the new generation of roos. You think they turn into kangaroos, Danielle? <laughs> I think it's as likely as anything else. I mean, if they turn into kangaroos, that'd be amazing. I'm, I'm more roos, man. I want more roos in my movie stew. <laughs> like the new generation of, of roos. They should have called it uh, Warriors of Virtue 2, new roos. No kangaroos. <laughs> new, new kangaroos. <laughs> New Rue Boogaloo. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All terrible titles. Yeah. Well, I mean, is Return to Tau any better? No. Okay, great. <laughs> it's a disappointment that they didn't use Rue when they had two. <laughs> yeah, right. What are they thinking? They could have called it Words of Virtue Rue, the ruining. Because <laughs> oh, they got ruined. Get it? Uh, I get it. I get okay. it. Okay, moving on. Uh, Ryan takes the crystal to the sphere plinth thing and puts it inside and like nothing happens. So Chucky is like, well, this world's dead. Let's get out of here before we're dead too. <laughs> and Ryan's like, yeah, I guess. Well, let's- we tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Ryan's like, yeah, okay, let's go get Amy this and get out of here. And that's it. That's it. They're like, let's go on. We're done. We're out of here. We tried. We failed. We're, 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 we're not going to do anything else. These are the worst heroes. <laughs> Absolute trash tier heroes. <laughs> Garbage little heroes. The worst. <laughs> no effort in it. They're like, well, we stuck it in the hole. Didn't work. Let's go. <laughs> I don't have ideas. Do you have any ideas? No, all right. Let's not even take it with us because maybe that star crystal can't be helpful later. <laughs> Back to the battle. Amethyst is on the ropes as the hench has shown up and helps Dogon wail on her. Yeah, hench, she's back! <laughs> oh, henchy, what are you doing? Dogon doesn't love you. I know, but he's like, it's codependent. He's he's in it for the for the long haul. Dogon is about to kill Amy this, but stops to make one last appeal to her. But then Ryan shows up saying, he returned the crystal. And they fight. Lots of flips, lots of kicks, blah, blah, blah. Kind of a boring fight, but Ryan is pretty quickly knocked down. And while lying on the ground, he and Amy this look up. And Amy this says... 
the warriors are coming. And what? while Ryan attempts to explain <laughs> that, hey, uh, the warriors, they are probably force ghosts now. They're gone. And I, it, nothing's going to happen. And this is like, no, no, this is Tao. And magic is real. Anything is possible. Trust me. <laughs> so Dogon takes out his big sword, but of course, goes real slow and he like, hefts the sword above his head to, to, to haul it down to strike them. And the world suddenly turns green and vibrant, like, you know, cut, green and vibrant world. And a geyser of water shoots up out of which comes some dude in blue face paint who is not a kangaroo and is therefore a disappointment. <laughs> but he isn't blue. He's got like blue, like swirls painted on his face. And he's like, ah, I'm the warrior of water or something. I don't know. I don't care. He's not a kangaroo. I don't care. He splashes some water on Dogon's soldiers. They all like fall over dead because apparently they're the aliens from the dumb movie Signs and like are immediately killed by a few drops of water. It's magic water, Sam. Yeah, magic water. So anyway, the rest of the non-Ru warriors show up in a similar fashion, like a dust storm for earth and a bunch of sticks for wood. Uh, hilariously, they're all in color-coordinated outfits. Uh, so like the blue and green and brown. And although they're not wearing kangaroo suits, they seem much clumsier and less intimidating than the kangaroos did. <laughs> It's like, these guys seem less coordinated and less able to do kung fu than the kangaroo guys' suits. The guys in kangaroo suits, which is really impressive. Maybe they couldn't afford to hire somebody who actually knew it. It's amazing. <laughs> so after all their flashy entrances, Dogon just nods his head and goes, Nice! <laughs> yeah, nice! And they square up. Oh, I love Dogon. <laughs> He <laughs> really, really pulls it out in the end. So they have a Power Rangers looking fight because, again, you have these five color coordinated dudes fighting one big evil dude in black uh, while the hedge fights Ryan and the gang. At some point, that little kid from earlier, remember the one who ran away and did nothing? He gets involved. Yes. I don't know where he comes from, but he like hops on the hedge's back and like knocks him down. I don't know. He's just there for whatever reason. Somebody's this kid on set, probably. So... Freaking Chuck is the one who finally defeats the hench, which is an injustice. I will not stand by that. He like kicks the hench away, and the hench is flying through the air, and Dogon sends a negative energy ball out at the warriors, but they all dodge, and it kills the hench, which, tragedy. Absolute injustice. The hench deserved better. Definitely deserved better, but it does uh, lend credence to my idea that Chucky is actually the chosen one. I, it kind of does, Danielle, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> So the warriors combine their elements, all hit Dogon at the same time, sending him flying back through like a ripple in space time or whatever. And he lands on his back and he's crumpled to the ground and Ryan goes up to him and holds a knife to his throat saying, didn't you earn anything from Komodo? When you use your Kung to kill, it weakens you. Which, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, is he referring to him accidentally killing his own hench? Is that the kill that he's talking about? Because like, it seems like he's killed a lot of people up to this point. And not lost any of his mojo. Yeah, exactly. So, like, maybe his hench was, like, a secret power. I don't know. <laughs> like, the real power behind the throne was the hench. I have to assume that's true. That's why Chucky killed him. Yeah, it must have been. He knew. The Chosen One knew. <laughs> so Ryan hesitates, knife at Dogon's throat, but he opts not to kill him, saying, I'd rather let you live your life in shame. Dogon calls him weak, but the warriors say, no, he's strong, because benevolent or something. <laughs> Amy, this, and Ryan then embrace, and then Chucky and, and they all look around, and all the bodies of Dogon and his soldiers, they're gone. They've turned to clothing, like Force Ghosts. They all vanished like the Ruse did originally. <laughs> They've all Force Ghosted out of there. They're just piles of clothes. They're all been Jedi killed, and I don't did know they, what's like, going did, on. Did they, do we ever find out? No. That's it. They're just, the end of Dogon. No more Dogon. No more hench. End of story. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. 
Just saying, like, well, I won. I got the knife to your throat. Doesn't make him die. No, he just vanishes. He like, and all his all his soldiers and the hedge all vanish too. Just piles of clothes. Maybe they just like took their clothes off and scampered off naked to fool everybody. <laughs> That's what we find out in part three. <laughs> oh, I wish. Unfortunately, there's no part three because, quote, the film was screened at the 2003 American film market. Had the film been successful, it would have served as a backdoor pilot for a proposed TV series. Oh, that's a disappointment. Yeah, no TV series. Very sad. <laughs> they should have screened the first one. What were they thinking? <laughs> uh, cut to a gathering where the weird hair girl is singing something to the whole village. And Ryan and Chucky are come up to be knighted with ice swords by the water warrior. Don't know his name. And they're made citizens of Tao by the queen. It's a very Star Wars ceremony. Like, she puts a medallion over Ryan's head, just like in Star Wars. The medallion is made from pieces of all the other warriors' medallions, as he is now a warrior of virtue in his own right. So he's like number six? He's like number six, but like a combo of all the other ones. So better? Friendship. Sure. He's friendship or love or tungsten or whatever. <laughs> Neon. He's, a, he's actually uh, Chucky's decoy. This is like hot <laughs> Padme and what's her face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he would do one like, that was the only decoy he got killed. Like, no. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's the guy on the throne, but in reality, Chucky's behind it all. Just like the hench. <laughs> exactly. Some random dude stands up and says that the five warriors must remain in Tau and must not be separated again. So they bestow on Ryan the quote-unquote privilege of enforcing peace and virtue in all the worlds that need their help. Which sounds like a little fascist. Just a little fascist. Like, <laughs> hey, Ryan, go to every other world and enforce our idea of peace and virtue. And no pressure, but I know you're only like 15 years old. But... Yeah, and also, like, I know we have five fully trained ancient warriors here to defend one world, but you're on your own for all the other infinite worlds. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> I hope you don't have a life, a captaincy that you've completely... <laughs> Is nobody concerned back on Earth that the like nope. kid just disappeared nope. from his Beijing trip? Nope, nope. Like, nah, he lost. I guess he couldn't hack it. He and, he and Chuck- the CIA is involved. Nope. There's FBI or nope. something. <laughs> like, what's like, international kidnapping? <laughs> no, nah, no one cares. He was, it was terrible like, at Wushu anyway. <laughs> they also give Chucky a consolation medal, which might be the real medal. Who knows? <laughs> convinced that Chucky's actually in charge. So as everyone cheers, Ryan asks Amy this to go with him. Like, he's like, where would we go? Back to your old, like, wherever wherever destiny takes us. And they make out a bit as the camera cuts to an old man in the crowd who's the same Master Chung-looking guy. What's his freaking <laughs> deal? Why is he everywhere? What is this movie doing? <laughs> It's a spirit. My only explanation is he was like supposed to make an appearance. Like this was setting something up for the TV show, which didn't happen. So it just never goes anywhere. <laughs> He's just like a ghost. He's a spirit that's leading the way. So Chucky breaks up the love fest and they all hold hands and raise them up and bow like a curtain call in a high school play and freeze frame credits. But Danielle, you're lucky I'm thorough. So I stayed to the end of the credits and there's <laughs> an after credit scene where Chucky is dancing in the woods and then the hench... Sneaks up behind him, lifts a giant rock, like a took-foot-across rock above his head, and beans Chucky in the head, probably killing him, definitely killing him, before then <laughs> drops the rock on his foot and hops around in pain. The end. Is that, like, before or after that? It's after the so credits. That's how, how we found Chucky originally? Maybe, maybe. I don't know, Danielle. It's unclear, but Chucky's dead, and the hedge is back, and that's what matters to me. <laughs> Maybe, or maybe that was just like a scene that happened earlier in the movie and they showed it to you now. So that is The Warriors of Virtue 2, The Return to Tao, 
The end. Congratulations. We made it. That was a movie that exists. It's insane. <laughs> like, even as, like, oh, this is obviously set up a pilot, so nothing's resolved. Like, what was with the tournament? Uh, What was with anything? What was with all, like, the, oh, yeah, yeah, this is totally how this works. Uh, Star Crystal and nonsense. I'm deeply disappointed this didn't become a TV show. I feel like it could have been a winner. <laughs> I would have watched the heck out of that. I'd be like, this is all the insane. I love it. Ugh. Poor Quan. I want more Quan. Yeah, I feel bad for Quan. Absolutely underutilized. Like, it feels like they were stuffing so much into this movie that nothing had any time to breathe, because I guess they were planning to unpack it in the TV series. That's a terrible idea, because they could have made a stronger movie that might have actually been picked up for a TV series. Yeah, well, you know, they didn't, and here we are. Also, the TV series apparently wouldn't have had kangaroos. Come on, what's even the point? <laughs> that is also a very good point. They better run back the Kung Fu kangaroos. Otherwise, why is their logo, like the entire <laughs> logo on the title screen, kangaroos? There's not a single kangaroo in this movie. It is a travesty. Agreed. Well, I sincerely hope you watch at least the first Warriors of Virtue to appreciate its majesty. <laughs> I'm on it. Please do. I don't know what else to say about this movie. I feel like I said a lot about it in the moment, and I still have feelings. But it is not the place to process them. I'll have to sit with them for a while and just accept the fact that this is not the kangaroo kung fu love fest I wanted it to be. I can't believe there's a second of these. <laughs> You're still flabbergasted. I think I mentioned that maybe at the end of a previous <laughs> You probably movie. did, and I probably just forgot because that was like a year ago. <laughs> or maybe I looked it up later and I saw there was a second one. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep this as a secret for Danielle. That's entirely possible, too. Wild. Yeah. Any, any lingering questions about the universe of... Warriors of Virtue? Nothing that you can answer. Yeah, no. I mean, literally, I have no answer. Everything I've... <laughs> I feel like I asked all of my questions as they came to my head. <laughs> <laughs> what a choice. Well, if anyone out there can please explain to me what's up with Master Chung and his doppelganger, I need to know. I'm sure there's somewhere out there we've got some, like, Warriors of Virtue fans. Yeah, are... I think there are books, too. See? There's got to be people, but somebody message Sam, email Sam and like touch base with him. He really needs a, a buddy, a Warriors of Virtue buddy. There are, there are like five Warriors of Virtue books written oh, by John Bornholm. Like we know what Bornholm. we're doing. I want to read Who them. needs Hyperion? <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think they exist anywhere. I don't think I could find them. I think they're gonna be like collector's items on eBay, like over hundreds of dollars. And I mean, I love this podcast, but no. So he wants to bar let Sam borrow your books. He's really good with books. He'll return them. I am. I always return them. Danielle takes forever yeah. to return books. But I do return them. Eventually. Thank you. <laughs> I actually The Shining. It took me like six months to return that. But I read it and I gave it back. You did. And in perfect condition, it was no worse off than it you was, gave it I to mean, me. I mean, to be fair, it was like it was a used copy. So it wasn't in great condition to begin with. But it was, yeah, you, you did a very good job. It was just an extended vacation with, with Aunt Danielle. I always give books back. They just, yeah, they get to like hang out for a while. Oh, man. Please, somebody, somebody get me the Warriors of Virtue books. I'm going to see if I can find them, but they are impossible. Anyway, if you have a hookup or can explain to me about Master Chung, you can write us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if you want to fund my acquisition of the Warriors of Virtue books, please, <laughs> you can do so at patreon.com slash bookretorts. That's what we're going to be using that money for and not for our like kid detective program or the dog. None of that matters. The <laughs> well, was our dog one? <laughs> the dog guards. The dog mall cops. Oh, that's right. Mall cops. The dog mall cops. <laughs> the dog guards. No, not humans. Just dogs by themselves. No humans. <laughs> not a single human in the entire mall. Just dogs. Just dogs. <laughs> no. That'd be, uh, no. The, I, think, I think the Warrior Virtue books are a way better investment, honestly. <laughs> oh, 
goodness. You can do that. I, I think I mentioned at patreon.com slash book retorts. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that would mean the world to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, We're easily pleased. Thank you for sticking out with us for that absolutely insane movie. Until next time, practice your kung, I guess, or, <laughs> or don't use your kung to murder, or don't get naked to kung. Something about kung. There's a lot of things I don't remember about kung. Kangafu. Oh, yeah. Practice your kangafu. There we go. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Take care, everybody. I took the liquid out, but apparently what that means is that, like, the gallstones were floating around inside of the gallbladder, Oh, it's like a matzo ball soup. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, cool. <laughs> Glad you got the thing out of me. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, on the other hand, matzo ball soup whenever you want it, though. Gotza ball. Gotza ball soup, there you go. <laughs> took me a really long time to get there. That's right. You got there, Danielle. That's what I appreciate about you. You put in the effort. <laughs> I'm post-work, and I just ate a big meal. <laughs> So you're a little bit sleepy, which is a perfect time to record a, co- a, record a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely.